twice as long. The hit is hard. And the running fast. It's time for high school football. This is the WCLT High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. Tonight's game is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Licking Memorial Health Systems, KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center, Lashley Tractor Sales, and Mike's Movie. At Heath High School, it's the high school football game of the week here on Kate 98.7 as the hometown Heath Bulldogs play host to the Vikings of Northridge. Hi, everybody. Brian Mays, Garrett Wandle in this LCL Cardinal matchup. The Bulldogs come in with a record of 5-2, and 2-0 in league play with three straight victories. Northridge snapping a losing streak of three games with a victory last week over Lakewood. They come in 2-5, and 1-1 one and one in league play. And, Garrett, when you get to week eight of the regular season, you start looking ahead to league championships and postseason aspirations. And both teams have postseason aspirations right now, and the Bulldogs trying to get more than that, get that league title, and possibly a first-round home matchup. Yeah, it's important for the Bulldogs to stay focused in this game, you know, coming in the home stretch of the season. They got Newark Catholic next week. Can't not look ahead to that game. But, you know, since that loss against Norwayne and Granville back-to-back weeks, they've bounced back really nicely, winning three straight. Um, they coming off a nice win against Utica last week. What's important tonight, I think, for Heath is, you know, we know how explosive this team can be on on, on offense, but they need, once they, you know, if they do get a lead early, continue to keep your foot on the gas. Don't let up. You know, don't give this Northridge team any room to breathe um, because at times during the season, it seems like Heath can be kind of inconsistent games, let opponents play closer to them than what they're capable of. Well, that win you mentioned at Utica last week, a lot of people think that could be for the league title, but Johnstown may have something to say about that. They're currently 2-0 in Cardinal play and come here to Swain Field in Week 10, but winning on the road at Utica, a team that had just beaten Newark Catholic for the first time since 1974, they were playing with a lot of emotion, but the Bulldogs went out 7-0. It was tied. They get up 21-7 and hold on for the 21-14 victory. So that should bring a lot of momentum into this ballgame against Northridge. But this is a Vikings team. Two victories already eclipsing last year's 1-9 and nine mark. They probably come in feeling very confident and knowing they're the underdog, and they're fine with that. Absolutely. When you look at this Northridge team, they're not a team that scores a lot, but their defense is what mainly keeps them in games. The key for the Vikings in this one, they need to try to keep this a low-scoring game. When they score just 14-plus points, they're 2-2 two and two in those games. But when they give up 20-plus, they're 0-3. So the key is to keep it as low-scoring as possible. That's a lot easier said than done with the Heat Bulldogs, kind of that two-headed monster in the backfield with Bayless and Corbett. And you try to keep them contained as much as possible. And you try to force some turnovers two on defense. The homecoming tour continues on Kate 98.7 as this is our fourth straight homecoming matchup and a little bit more of a spice added to this with Dustin Calhoun for Northridge coming home where he played here at Heath. So I'm sure he's got some mixed emotions and things coming into this ballgame. Well, you play against your former team. I think it always gives you a little bit of an edge in those types of games, a little bit of friendly rivalry. So, yeah, maybe expect a little extra edge to him here tonight. And what also I think is going to be a big key is you look at these matchups and you're right about Heath. If it's a, I go back to the Zanesville game, it's 20 to 20. They turned it on and won by over 20 points. But when you let it, let a team hang around, that just gives a team like the Vikings that much more 
incentive or feeling that, hey, we're supposed to be here and we can beat these guys. So I'm sure Coach Ward has talked about this with the team. Don't let off the gas. Yeah, and that just... It's not just Heath. Lots of teams do this at every level, college, NFL. No matter what level you play, teams always do this. You know, when the Heath Bulldog team is clicking all cylinders, they're one of the best teams that we've seen all season. It's just, yeah, like you said, the, the consistency, keeping your foot off the gas. You know, if you have a two-touchdown lead early, you know, you don't want to kind of ease up a little bit and let the Vikings back in. You want to continue to just kind of keep pummeling them away and just take away any hope or momentum that Northridge thinks that they can get. We'll see what happens tonight between the Bulldogs and the Vikings. Our pregame show will continue next with my interview with Heath head football coach Tim Ward. That's next as you're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. Carpenters Market in Somerset, proud supporter of all area high school football teams, invites you to stop in and stock up on all the meat, deli, and dairy items you need. They're open seven days a week and have the best selection of local produce and local beef. While you're in the store, be sure to check out their weekly specials. You'll save real money on their discounted meat boxes. They're the ideal place to stock up for the colder weather to come. Look for Carpenter's Market on Facebook and at 103 South Columbus Street in Somerset. Trillium Farms, one of the country's leading egg producers, located near Johnstown, is hiring. If you're looking for a flexible, friendly, team-oriented work environment, they want you on their team. Hiring maintenance technicians, shippers, production, and processing workers. They offer some of the highest earnings in the industry, a very competitive benefits package, and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. View current openings or apply online at versova.com. B-E-R-S-O-V-A.com. Trillium Farms is an equal opportunity employer. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate 98.7. Coach, as you get ready for your homecoming matchup with Northridge, let's take a step back to the Utica matchup. Very hard-fought win on the road. You win it 21-14. You go back to earlier in the season with a couple of the tough matchups you had. Hostile environment on the road. Do you think that kind of helps your guys in getting that win Friday night against the Redskins? Yeah, I do. I, I think you just go back to to uh, the weeks that we've had prior, the unfortunate ending to both Norway and Granville. Both of those games were done for a reason, and both of those games prepared us for those tight battles, um, those physical battles, and uh, we were able to kind of come use that momentum uh, and use that experience that we gained during those games and uh, take advantage in this game. Did it help because while it was kind of back and forth in that first half, you never trailed and you did have the lead at the break, but it always seemed like you could take their counterpunch and then especially at the end to basically run the clock out with five minutes to go. It just seemed like while it was close, you guys had control of it? Yeah, I never felt the game was in question. I felt like we were in control of it the whole time. Um, but with that being said, their kids fight hard, um, and, and they came out ready to play, um, and they were physical, and they they were ready to uh, to try and take that one to the wire, uh, as pretty much it did. I, th- I think us not getting that the score right before halftime, their goal line stand, um, 
really helped kind of set the tone for them, and I think it killed a little bit of our mojo there for a little while. Um, so coming out of the second half, I think they had a little bit more momentum. But, yeah, you just you get to that fourth quarter, and, uh, I mean, Corbett and uh, Dalen McIntyre and even Bayless, the way that those three were running the ball and the way our defense was playing, we just kind of controlled that fourth quarter, and I think we had the ball for like 10 out of the last 12 minutes and just kind of killed it out. What do you like most about your team in this three-game win streak? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of an emotional coach, I guess, uh, especially when I was younger. The more, the older I get, the more I uh, am kind of more even-keeled, and I'd say our team's pretty even-keeled this year. When they're winning, they never get too excited, and when they're losing, they never get too worried. Um, and so they, they've got experience. Um, they know what it's going to take. They know what to expect during those games. And so they're just they're ready to go out and play. No matter what the score is, they're working on trying to get better. You talk about even-keeled, and as I look at the season stats, you've really got to like the fact of the run-throw balance that you've gotten on offense. I mean, I think it's like 52 48% are, are very close to what you're able to do on the ground and through the air, and that really has to drive a defense crazy, knowing they can't focus on one particular area to stop. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think our offense kind of um, kind of mimics that of Braden Bayless. Um, he's both a run pass and a uh, pass threat, um, so dual threat quarterback there. And then our offense kind of does the the same thing with that balance, like you said, between offense offensive running the ball and uh, passing the ball. And what's even better than just being able to uh, run it and pass it is the way we're able to spread the ball around so we can run it with multiple guys, we can pass it to multiple guys, um, and that keeps defenses on their toes. And the other stat that I'm not big in analytics, but the other stat I really liked was 45% third down conversions offensively and less than 30% you're giving up on third down conversions. So you're staying on the field, and you're getting them off the field. Yeah, that's something that we uh, that's something we focused on in the off season. Uh, not specifically third down, but just in general, being able to finish, um, being able to finish drives, being able to finish uh, games, um, and, and all around just that idea of a drive or a game or, or whatever the situation is. It's only so good if you can't get the job done at the end. And so uh, it's obviously great to have good first downs and second downs, get guys behind the sticks, or for us, get us in front of the sticks. But to be able to convert in the third down situation is uh, is real big, and that's one area that we kind of uh, struggled early in the season, especially against Norway, and one of the things that we've kind of cleaned up. Northridge comes to town, and Old Home Week comes to town a little bit with, with Coach Calhoun. I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises uh, Friday night, but you talked about possessions. They might be less than what you're used to seeing with Northridge if they can establish their run and things of that nature. So are possessions more important because of them trying to run that clock and milk it as, as much as possible? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, for, first, uh, it's our homecoming week this week, uh, so it's kind of fitting that Coach Calhoun is going to come home for homecoming. So I'm really excited about that. I've uh, obviously had a chance to get to know him while he was uh, coaching at Johnstown, and then uh, I was fortunate enough to coach his son in an all-star game, and then got to know him as he recruited our players when he was working at Otterbein in Ohio Dominican. So uh, just real excited to get a, get a chance to coach against an alumni and uh, someone that I've always looked up to. Uh, but, yeah, I do think possessions are going to be important this week. Um, they obviously have the uh, – 
dual threat quarterback with Chambers, um, and then Brannigan is again a, a, an extremely efficient runner, um, someone who has who has really been thrown into the fire as a freshman a couple years ago, probably before he was ready. But that's similar to something we do a lot with our guys as well. And then uh, you take into account the the other weapons they have, like Bingham and and a few of those other guys, and and yeah, they they definitely have um, the ability to be able to move the ball down the field and to be able to capitalize on all those drives. So it's going to be real important that we take advantage of opportunities when they give them to us. Is line play the key for Friday night on both sides? The line play is always <laughs> the key. Uh, I mean, uh, you got to run the ball, you got to stop the run. So, I mean, everything else is kind of... Uh, kind of icing on the cake, but when it really comes down to it, uh, the teams that are successful are the teams that can run the ball and stop the run. You did bring up homecoming, and how important is that? I mean, there's a lot of things that go on for the week for homecoming, but it's all, you know, climax for Friday night. What what does homecoming mean here at Heath? Well, I mean, uh, I think there's kind of two sides to that question. On, on one side, you have the football coach in me who's like, uh, always worried about the distractions and things like that because there's a lot of festivities. There's a, a lot of fun. There's uh, Spirit Week at school. We had the Powder Puff football games last night. There's Bonfire on Wednesday night. Uh, we have a pep rally um, and what we call the Bulldog Rumble on Thursday. And so there's all those kinds of things that go on all week long and people getting excited for the dance and things like that. Um, but one thing I just tell our guys is, is Focus on the task at hand. All those other things are going to be fun. But if you forget about the fact that we're here to play a football game and we go out and we don't get the job done, then all those things become a whole lot less fun and a whole lot less worth it. Um, But then there's the fact that, uh, I mean, I'm an alumni myself. Uh, This is my home. This is where I've I've grown up my my entire life. My dad went to school here. Uh, My wife went to school here. Uh, Both my kids are in school here now. And, And so... I have a lot of pride and a lot of love for, for Heath, and so I'm excited to see the people that continue to come back each year, and I think our homecoming kind of, our homecoming game gets bigger and bigger each year, and I think that's just because people take pride in where they're from, and hopefully we can give them uh, just another thing to be proud of Friday night. This is the last year I'm cleaning out these fucking gutters. Sheila sees this ladder balanced on top of the trash cans, and I'll never hear the end of Uh-oh. Skip the gutters and head straight to the ER. Not that ER. ER as an equipment rental. Weekend Warrior Equipment Rental. They've got everything you need to do your next job safely. Weekend Warrior Equipment Rental. State Route 13, Thornville. Hi folks, it's Andy Ritberger. There's nothing better than taking your tailgate party up a notch or two, and all it takes is one stop at the Ritberger North Market to get our brats, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, and pork tenderloin. I gotta tell you that what's on your grill can make or break your party, so come see us at the Ritberger North Market on Maple Avenue in Zanesville. And if you're in the Buckeye Lake area, check out our new store, the Ritberger Market at the Lake. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Case 98.7. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on WCLT, W254CT Newark, Kate 98.7. And we are back at Swank Field getting ready for kickoff between the Bulldogs and the Vikings. 
Northridge will receive the kickoff to start this ball game, going left to right as we get ready for the Bulldogs' kick here of the Heath team at five and two, and Northridge at two and five. Thank you again, Mother Nature, for another outstanding weather night. The rain got through early this morning, and it's picture perfect fall weather for the first time this season. It took to week eight, but we're here as the temperature will drop into probably the low 50s by the time we're done tonight. But it's another excellent night for high school football, and we are set to go. Connor Toomey is ready to kick it off, and this ball game is underway. A short pooch kick that will be fielded at the 25-yard line by Jamie Ordrumski, and he will get a very small pickup, less to the 30-yard line, maybe about a three-yard pickup, and Northridge will start first and ten. Look at our first look at that Viking offense, like I mentioned in the pregame. Typically do not score a lot of points here, and I think what's important here on this first drive, don't necessarily need to put this one in the end zone. But just get a couple first downs, get a little bit of confidence in your offense. Just try not to go three and out here to start this game off, you know. Coming into Heath, homecoming, hostile environment. You know, just try to stay on the field for more than just these first three plays. 27-yard line is where the Vikings will start this drive and begin this ball game here at Heath High School. First and ten with I formation. And here's the handoff to Brannigan, and he will get across the 30 to about the 31-yard line. Cameron Brannigan, their outstanding junior. This will be a round-and-pound type of game, but they did throw for close to 100 yards last week against Lakewood, so they're trying to open it up a little bit, but still you expect them to take a lot of opportunities on the ground more than in the air. Yeah, and that's that'll be the game plan most likely on first and second down, hand the ball off. Try to make it a third and short so you don't necessarily need to even throw the ball on third down. So second down and seven from the 30-yard line. Long count this time, and here's the handoff to Brannigan along the left side, and he is chopped down after getting to about the 32-yard line. Dylan Chambers is the quarterback, and the first two carries, though, going to Brannigan, and it's about third and five. Yeah, interesting situation here for... The Vikings, my guess would be probably have to throw this one, pick up the first down, but wouldn't be shocked either, too, if they do like to run it. But a big third down coming up. Heard Coach Ward talk about how important, you know, getting off the field is on third down, and that was a big reason why that game, they fell against that game against Norway a while back. Well, they do spread it out here with trips coming here to the near side and Brannigan the lone setback. Chambers will roll out. He's got some time. Now looking, he's got a man open downfield and the pass was thrown short. Could have been dicey for maybe pass interference because the man was open. The intended receiver was Drew Bingham, but the pass does fall incomplete, so it's three and out. Yeah, tough break right there for the Vikings. Yeah, that's kind of the typical underthrown ball. The receiver acting like they have to come back for it. The defender kind of not allowing the receiver to get a play on that one. But they like to not throw the flag there. So Bulldogs do what they need to do on their opening possession. Nice three and out by that defense. So punting time for the Vikings. And here is the kick. Line drive. This is returnable. And it's McIntyre. He's at the 40. Gets to the 45 midfield, 45, 40, 30, 20, here he goes. It's a house call for the Heath Bulldogs on the punt return. Taylor McIntyre, who's had a tremendous run of football games, wasting no time, takes it to pay dirt, and just like that, the Bulldogs take a 6-0 lead. 
Yeah, wasting no time there. Line drive, punt that time. That's the risky run when you don't get enough hang time on those punts. McIntyre, like you said, continues his hot streak right there. Good blocking. And really nobody even came close to tackling him that time. I want to say it was about a 52-yard. We'll get the official on it. But it's a quick strike for the Bulldogs on special teams. Cam Montgomery is on to attempt the extra point. And we will have a flag look like might be approaching against coming on the Vikings, and that is the call. So I want to see if Coach Ward, who occasionally will go for two, he's going to decline the penalty and keep it right there. Well, that's how you get homecoming off to a rousher start. Yeah, get the homecoming boost, as we both like to say. <laughs> Extra point is good. 10:08 remains first quarter. 7-0, Bulldogs lead it. Back for the second possession for the Vikings after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. Untangling your headphones, finding the right remote, saying goodbye to your favorite shirt that hasn't fit in 10 years. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like finding a new favorite shirt. That's simple human sense. Visit Hummel's Newark office right off the downtown square or online at HummelGRP.com. Your college experience should be built just for you, supporting everything you value most. That's why Ohio University delivers the high-quality education we're known for right here on our Lancaster campus. Whether you're a full-time student or working full-time, Ohio's affordable, flexible degrees are always in demand in our community and can take you anywhere. Earn a degree in your own backyard on your own terms and move your career and your community forever forward. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Lancaster. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. Kickoff by Toomey will bounce at the three and then drop right there. Northridge has to pick it up at the five-yard line, but this game has not started out well for the Vikings. They will not even get to the ten. Yeah, couldn't really drop a worse start tonight for Northridge. Three and out, some return for a touchdown, and then it looked like they were trying to see if that ball would bounce into the end zone for the touchback. Took a backspin instead, and yeah, by the time he fielded it, there was already a, several Bulldogs surrounding himself. Bad field position, too, for a struggling offense will not help your case here. I could have used that backspin this week on the golf <laughs> arena. It did not happen. First and ten, Northridge at the eight. Chambers under center. And here's the handoff to Brannigan. He's got himself a little bit of a hole, but then is closed quickly as he only gets to the ten-yard line. And only a two-yard pickup. Caden Green making the tackle. He's already had a special night as he was named the homecoming king for this 2023 homecoming here at Heath High School. And he gets his first tackle, second down and eight. So Brannigan with three carries so far for seven yards. And the only other play was an incomplete pass. Vikings trailing at 7 nothing after the punt return touchdown by Dalen McIntyre. Second down and eight from the ten. Chambers, here comes a blitz. It is picked up. 
But again, the Bulldogs are right there to stop Brannigan from not getting anything more than a couple-yard pickup. Yeah, that was a tough play that time on second down. You're going to be setting yourself up very similar as last drive. Going to have to pass it here probably in third and about five. And you really do need to pick up this third down conversion. You're down early here, and you don't want to set up the Bulldogs with really good field position. Already up seven to nothing. All right, we know the Bulldogs are aggressive on third down. Do you do it here, or do you play back? I, I bring the blitz here. Okay. We'll see what they decide to do on third down and six. And here they come, and they're coming quick. Chambers running for his life, and what a nice job defensively as the pass is incomplete. Camden Stevens knocked that ball away right at the last second. Yeah, Stevens just getting his hand in there just in the nick of time. Would have been good enough right about. It looked like that catch would have been good just enough for the first down. But, yeah, Stevens saves that. And second straight three and outs for Northridge. Now they just got to don't give up a pun, another punt return here. Charlie Kincaid is the punter. He's in his end zone, and he was looking to angle it away so that wouldn't happen. It is way out of bounds. We're going to see where the officials mark this. And it looks like the 20... Well, this is the slowest walk I've ever seen. <laughs> Moonwalking in slow motion. Moonwalking in slow motion. That is the perfect analogy. I guess they're going to put it at the 25. So... About a 12-yard punt, and the Bulldogs, we talked about how the rough start was for the Vikings. You couldn't ask for a better start for the Bulldogs. Their first offensive possession almost in the red zone of Northridge. Yeah, got to try to take advantage of this good field position. Unfortunately, you know, Northridge, a defense is set up in a horrible position here. They need to try to see if they could possibly just limit this to even a field goal. Here's the handoff. Nope, Bayless will keep it. He's at the 20, 15, 10, and will get inside the 10-yard line. First and goal, Dodge. Ball is on the ground. Did they call it a fumble? Uh, I think they did. And Northridge recovers it at the 5. Turn of events here. Bayless had an easy first down, but his last spin, the ball got popped loose, and Northridge gets the football back officially now at their 4. Well, I was going to say, it looked like he kind of went down awkwardly, kind of in that spinning motion, and it was a really good opportunity to strip that ball away from Bayless just because of the angle that he was falling at, and it looked like the Vikings were able to get it before you know his body touched the ground, so a huge break for the Vikings, you know, after such a horrendous start. Let's see if they can get some momentum going here, you know, try to establish the run game even more um, and just pick up, you know, a little bit more chunk yardage on the ground. Deep in their own territory at the four-yard line, first and ten Vikings trailing seven to nothing. Here's the handoff to Brannigan, and a helmet comes flying off as he's back to the line of scrimmage. Might have been Brannigan's helmet. Yeah, he's been, yep. He's going to have to go out. So they lose their top running back for a play here with eight minutes remaining in this opening quarter. He'll come right back in. But a second down, they'll give him a yard. Second down and nine from the five. Yeah, kind of in a tough spot here without Brannigan in there, but it could kind of open up the playbook a little bit. Maybe go play action or maybe a quick passing play or see if you're suspecting Heath does bring pressure here, you can try to hit him with the screen too. 
Second down and nine from the five. Chambers under center. He will roll out in his end zone, has to fire it away quickly, but the catch is made in getting across the 10-yard line is Riley Wheeler. First pass completed of the night for Chambers in his third attempt. Yeah, ended up doing the play action that time, and it worked for a nice little chunk there. Now you're set up third and about one and a half here, I'd say, two maybe. So you're in a prime position here. This is, you know what? This is what you set up on first and second down, so you can run the ball here in these third and short situations and hopefully pick up your first first down of the game. They're at the 12, and Brannigan is back in on this third and two from the Vikings' 12-yard line. He is the lone setback, as again, Chambers is under center. And Chambers will keep it and does get the first down. It was a struggle, but he was able to get out to the 15-yard line. Yeah, hard-fought two yards that time for Chambers. Looked like you initially got hit in the backfield, able to shake off that arm tackle and just extend forward for the extra yards. But so far, every single yard that Northridge has picked up has been very, it's looked very difficult for this offense so far here tonight. So the first first down of the night for the Vikings, out to the 15-yard line, trailing 7 nothing. With 6.08 remaining in this first quarter. Chambers. And he will fake the handoff, and the pass is caught by Wheeler. So they may have found something right there. The second completed pass to Wheeler, and it will get to the 19-yard line. Yeah, just a play action. Chambers rolls out. Looks like he's trying to wheel kind of on a drag route there, and it's... Good for about picking up four, five, six yards per play. It's nice just keeping the defense honest, you know, so that you're not just handing it off every single first and second down. Just trying to open it up enough maybe to get Brannigan's lanes a little bit more wide at the point when he's getting the handoff. And inside handoff that time to Brannigan, and, well, nope. That's closed up pretty quick right back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third and six. Yeah, tough time, tough play that time. But he is expecting the run. Um, they're kind of daring the Vikings to throw it deep. They're sacking the box here early. Um, now it's another third and long situation. Going to have to try to throw it here for the first down. We'll see if maybe we see a variation of kind of that play action that we've been seeing or maybe something similar to what they did on that first possession and the opening drive on third down. They did have the uh, the receiver deep. It was just underthrown ball. Third and six from the 19. Single wideouts to both sides. And, again, it's eye formation. And... I'm not sure what they were trying to do on that one. Chambers faked the handoff to Brannigan. I thought he was going to go back to throw, but then maybe he was looking to quarterback Keith. Yeah. In any event, it loses four yards. It looked like it looked like to me it was the same play that they ran on the previous third down conversion. Only problem was this is like third and six. The other third down was third and two. So maybe trying to catch Keith sleeping a little bit right there, thinking it was going to be a pass. But Bulldogs are ready for it once again. Kincaid. Sets a punt from his goal line, but before that, we have a flag on the play, and I believe it's 
false start against Northridge. So after getting that first down, they're basically going to be punting before where they were in the middle of the end zone. Yeah, unfortunate for them. They weren't able to take that turnover and convert it into points, but still you're able to keep some points off the board. And so you're just... That possession, they may not have went a whole lot anywhere, but it took a lot of time off the clock, and that just kind of thing is Northridge bleeds the clock a lot and just limits your offensive opportunities. Kincaid's kick is fielded by Bayless at the 40. He's at the 35 of Northridge. He's at the 30, turns the corner, 25-20, and inside in the red zone. And so two huge punt returns, and this one by Bayless has the Bulldogs right back in scoring territory at the 20. Great field position once again for the Bulldogs here. Just try to hold on to the ball. Don't turn it over. Try not to fumble. Try not to throw an interception. Like we said, keep your keep the pressure on. Keep your foot on the gas here. This is kind of that uh, moment in the game where Northridge is trying to force another stop, trying to feel good about themselves, saying, hey, it's still just one possession game. But if you're heat, you've got to take advantage of this great field position. You just need 20 yards to make this a uh, two-possession game. This will be their second offensive possession. Had the ball at the 25, and after a 20-yard run, fumbled it away. So we'll see what they do now from the Viking 20, up 7 to zip. Bayless, he will pitch it to Corbett, and a lot of running room. He's at the 15, he's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Connor Corbett, he had a huge week last week, 184 yards, two touchdowns, and it looks like he's continuing that hot streak heading into this one. Just a nice pitch out, good blocking out in front of him, and just used that burst to get into the end zone. The Bulldogs have had two offensive plays and lead it 13 to nothing. Montgomery on for the extra point. Here's the snap, kick on the way, and it is good. So 4-18 remains in this opening stanza. And the Bulldogs, we talked about, would they get off to a fast start and keep the hammer down? They've really not had much resistance not to. I mean, you've had the ball to 25 and a fumble, ball to 20 and a 20-yard touchdown run, and to start things off, the punt return. So it's 14 nothing Heath making it look very, very easy. Yeah, I give credit too to the defense. The defense is set up really the offense in great uh, situations, you know, for those punt returns being good field position too. So now for Northridge, you know, I said I mentioned uh, in the pregame when they give up 20 plus, they are 0 and 3, and just the first quarter they already got 14. So a little bit of urgency, a little bit. Um, on this next offensive possession. Want to try to, you know, push this one downfield a little bit here. At least try to bleed some time off the clock and give less time for that Heath offense to operate. Toomey will kick it off. The left-footed kicker. And Northridge is trying to have some decent field position here. Here's the kick. High end-over-end kick that will bounce at the 15 and be field it at the 12 and return up to about the 27-28 yard line there for Northridge. So after consecutive three and outs, their last drive did go six plays, but only was able to generate about 14 yards. So it'll be the 27 yard line for the second time out of four possessions for Northridge. 
Don't forget, you can take the game with you tonight with our free app. Download WCLT Radio at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, and you're streaming the game on Kate 98.7. Four minutes, 12 seconds, first quarter. Heath leading Northridge by a score of 14 to nothing. Dylan Chambers now in shotgun formation, and he will hand it off to Brannigan, who plows ahead to about the 29-yard line for a two-yard pickup. Yeah, they've been having a hard time running the football with Brannigan here tonight. Uh, he defensive line's been winning the battle for the most part on on both sides of the ball. What seems like it's having the most success just here in this first quarter is just the, those little short rollout plays, whether it be play action or not. Um, just trying to hit your receiver just for about four or five yard pickup, and I think that's just what you're going to have to try to continue to do, and just try to read when Heath is going to blitz and try to burn him with like a wide receiver or halfback screen. Seven carries for Brannigan for only 12 yards to start this contest. Second down and eight from the 29, and we will have another flag, probably against Northridge offense for starting before they should, and that will be the case. That's yeah, tough. And you can't be behind the stitch with this offense. Yeah, just exactly what I was about to say. If you're an offense that's have a short burst, you're only really designed to pick up five, six yards per play. These those false star penalties are really, really killer. So back to the 24, and it'll be a second down and 13 for the Vikings. He's coming in 2-0 in LCL Cardinal action. The Vikings 1-1. Losing to Johnstown and beating Lakewood while the Bulldogs victorious over Utica and Lakewood. And this pass is complete. And a good pickup all the way to the 35-yard line. Drew Bingham is the receiver who caught that. And now you've got a third and manageable. Yeah, that's exactly what you needed right there on second and long. And I don't think anybody here was expecting that to happen. So good job that time by the Vikings. Now you're set up in these third and short situations that this offense thrives on here. But you need to try to pick this one up. Vikings just one for four on third down conversion so far here tonight. And this one is third and a long two from the 35, just inside the 35-yard line. Chambers goes back under center on this play. And here's the handoff to Bainham. Hit behind the line of scrimmage, and he did not make it. Grayson Shoemake comes in and makes the stop. And Connor Corbett as well. So back to the line of scrimmage. It's fourth down. I know you want to go for it. Uh, No? The way this game's going, yeah, I agree with you. I think you really have to. It feels like you do, but um, Northridge looks like they're going to send the punting unit out there, maybe try to set their defense up with good field position. You really haven't given your defense, I mean, a fair shot to truly uh, stop this Heath offense, so that's what I think maybe they're trying to do here. Here's the punt by Kincaid. Good high kick. McIntyre back at the 25. Eludes one man, now trying to get to the outside and does. 35-40, makes a man miss. Metfield, 40, he turns it on at the 30, 20, 10. The second house call and a punt return for McIntyre. Oh, what a run that was. Wow. 
Well, I think you need to stop punting to him. Yeah, reverse field. Uh, broke a couple tackles. Walked the tight rope on the sideline. Had nice blocking once again. Oh, there's a flag. Oh, oh well, it looks like this one's coming back. But, and we block in the back. Yeah. And how far down, though? That had to be at the very end, right? Yeah, I think they'll still be set up with good field position. Yeah. It looks like they're going to be uh, inside the Viking 30. I think they're going to spot it at the 21. So, yeah, still great field position and kind of defeats the whole purpose of the punting to uh, set your defense up with better field position. Actually, we're going to say 31. That still was lightning in a bottle right there by McIntyre. He was almost wrapped up right when he got the ball and then broke free and turned on the afterburners. Snell Heath is at the Vikings 31, looking for more, up 14-0. Bayless, quick throw, and the catch is made. That is Josh Jones with a five-yard pickup. Yeah, we'll see. If, really, this is our first look at this Northridge defense going against that Heath offense. We haven't seen a big portion size so far in this one, even though first quarter is coming to a close. At the 26, it'll be second down and five for Braden Bayless and the Bulldogs. Connor Corbett, who has a touchdown tonight in the backfield with Bayless. He will get the handoff, makes a couple moves, gets to the 20-yard line. That should be enough for a Bulldog first down. It just looks like this youth team is just moving quicker and just getting off the ball faster as a unit. Uh, compared to this Northridge team, I think the wind's been kind of taking out their sails down 14 nothing early, and just the way this game has gone too, just being backed up, uh, not having good field position on both sides of the ball has really hurt them. 20 seconds to go in this first quarter. Bayless will keep it. 20, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. I believe for a touchdown. Yes. Tiptoed along the sidelines. It is a bulldog touchdown from 20 yards out. That's number 11 on the ground for Bayless this year and making it look easy just coming here on the near side, walking the tightrope once again. And, yeah, I mean, the, the Bulldogs are just dominating in the trenches. They're having good blocking not only up front, but the receivers as well provided nice blocking for Bayless that time for him to extend that run. Montgomery on for his third extra point. And this one is blocked. Coming in and making the block was Braden Bingham. So the extra point goes awry. That's the only thing not working for the Bulldogs right now with eight and a half seconds to go in this first quarter. And it's 20 to nothing heat. Yeah, for Northridge, like we said, this game's gone just as bad as you could draw up. I mean, it it can't be much worse. The field position, they've been in, uh, they've started in Northridge territory in all their offensive possessions. Besides that blocked extra point, the only thing that did go good for them was them forcing that fumble on the opening drive from Bayless, but they just weren't able to make anything of it, and their offense just hasn't been able to show any form of consistency uh, moving the ball down the field. And, you know, already down 20, giving up 20. Unfortunately, the odds are not in the Vikings' favor, but uh, there's still a lot of game left to play, um, but it has to start right here on this drive. You need to find a way to put this one in the end zone if you're Northridge. And for Heath, you're just looking for consistency from quarter one to quarter two. Yep. 
Leading now 20 to nothing over the Vikings. Toomey ready to kick it. And he boots it deep. And it will be caught at the 10-yard line. Up to the 25. And a little bit better than what they've had. The field position at 27. Now I think they get up to about the 29. With one second to go first quarter. Now we'll have to see if Vikings want to run one more play here. And since the running game isn't hasn't been working, you know, what they're typically used to, um, we have seen, I mean, really the only way they have been able to move the ball has been through the air. But Chambers, whether it be some just short play action drag routes or some little chunk plays across the middle. So I think that's what you're going to have to turn to here on this drive and heading into quarter number two. Chambers will be in the gun on this first and ten. Final play of the quarter. Here's the handoff to Brannigan, and he slips, falls behind the line of scrimmage, and will lose one. Quarter one in the books. Bulldogs lead at 20 to nothing. Back for quarter number two after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. Do you come home to find your trash thrown all over the ground, driveway, or yard? Or are you just tired of paying too much just to get rid of your trash? Shackleford's disposal today, offering a weekly residential trash service at honest and fair pricing. Shackleford's also offers commercial and dumpster services for your weekend and construction projects. So call Shackleford's disposal at 740-366-0001, where you get the real deal. Coaches often explain a loss by saying their players fail to protect the quarterback. What is that? <laughs> Protecting your assets is important in life as it is in football. I'm Brett Boyer from Boyer Insurance, and our team is here to provide the coverage for your life's fumbles. So if your zone gets flooded or an employee injures their backfield, you can recover. Stay on the ball with the help of our team at Boyer Insurance in Zanesville and Coshocton and online at BoyerINS.com. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case 98.7. Back here at Swank Field, Heath leading Northridge by a score of 20 to nothing as we start quarter number two. Brian Mays and Garrett Wanda with you here on Kate 98.7. Vikings facing a second down and 12 from their 27-yard line. Chambers to throw, fires long, and the pass incomplete. He was looking for Ben Amote, and it falls incomplete, so now it's third and long. Yeah, I actually like the play call that time. Play action, trying to take a deep shot. We saw that on the opening drive, trying to convert a third down. But since he did take that risk and it falls incomplete, now you are set up in a, a passing situation, third and 12. And it's not looking good right now for this Viking offense. Third and 12 for the Vikings at the 27-yard line. Chambers in the gun. Here comes the blitz. They're bringing it. Chambers eludes one man. He's going to run, and he gets nailed at the 29-yard line. Again, it looked like there was an opening there, Garrett, but the Bulldogs convert quickly, and it's fourth down. Yeah, he's a very fast team, both offensive and defensively. Um, and, yeah, that's what we saw right there. Looked like for a moment there, Chambers could have maybe ran for it, but that gap quickly got closed up. But, you know, on those plays where you maybe suspect, you know, your third and long um, plays on offense for Northridge, you got to maybe just expect that blitz to be coming. 
Maybe just try to, you know, make them pay for blitzing with those screenplays. And the punt is blocked. It is down on the ground at about the 20-yard line. Special teams disaster for the Vikings. They probably just don't know what to do on punts right now. They've had one return for a touchdown. They had one second return for a touchdown, but was called back still deep in their territory. They've had one kicked out of bounds, and now this one is blocked. Yeah, it's it's hard to have worse luck hunting the football uh, through a little over one quarter of play. At this point, just go for it, man. I mean, I think because it's either going to be returned for a touchdown, and they're going to be set up with great field position anyways about where you are at on the field anyways if you don't pick up the fourth down conversion. Then, yeah, block right there. Lucky that that one wasn't returned for a touchdown. And it's just about the ball is marked at just about where it would have been if uh, the Vikings went for it on fourth down and wouldn't have converted. Heath at Northridge's 21-yard line. Bayless to throw, looking in the end zone, fat, pop, pop, and the pass is knocked away, incomplete. Looking for Tyler Marks on that play, incomplete second down. Yeah, well, they're not letting off the gas. No, and that's what you need to do. We were, we were kind of critiquing them in the pregame, saying that that's what this Heath team is, kind of their flaws, they can don't typically keep their foot on the gas. That's what you need to do, especially, you know, c- coming towards the end of the season, heading into the playoffs. You want to be you know, a team that plays four quarters, not just one or two. Second down and ten from the 21. Here's Corbett. Cuts up field, 20, and gets tripped up short of the 15-yard line. So at the 10-minute and 50-second mark of the second quarter, this will be the first third down that the Bulldogs offense will have to face. And I'm sure we're in two-down territory. Yep. So two plays to pick up these four yards here, and you can do it a variety of ways. You could just give it to Corbett here. You could have a quarterback keep with Bayless or Bayless throw, uh, throw it. But I, I'm feeling we're probably going to see a running play here through the Bayless or Corbett. Third and four. Bayless will roll out. Fires in the end zone. He's got a man open. Touchdown! Bulldogs, Connor Toomey on the touchdown pass of 15 yards by Braden Bayless, and it's 26 to nothing. Yeah, Bulldogs keeping their foot on the gas. Have to applaud them. Doing a great job of capitalizing off of those punting mistakes and punting misfortunes of the Vikings and their offense is not missing a beat either. They are playing outstanding against just the short sample size that we've seen. Corbett, Bayless, and all those receivers and offensive line have been playing great. Montgomery for the extra point. On the way, it's good. 10-22, second quarter, 27-0. Heath leads Northridge. Back after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. McGuire's Distinctive Trucks has been your trusted truck accessories supplier for years. And now they've got Patriot Spray and Liner, the newest technology for your truck bed. Get wear, tear, and corrosion protection with the best spray in bed liners, backed by Patriot's nationwide warranty. McGuire's Distinctive Trucks installers will ensure a uniform application that will protect your truck from everything you throw at it. Plus, it looks great, and it can be installed quickly. Patriot Liners and McGuire's Distinctive Trucks in Carroll. Your truck partner. 
Hi there, it's Haley from Mike's Terrific, and we're having a vinyl siding sale. Get the best price of the year now. Call me at 740-763-2867, and I'll send out my Uncle Nicky to give you a free estimate. Then I'll send my dad and my brother over to complete the job. We use Provia Siding bought locally at MRB. You don't want to miss out. The vinyl siding sale, I'll be waiting for your call. 740-763-2867. And don't forget, we do roofs too. Text Mike'sRoofing.net. Really, Dad? You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. Squib kicked down the middle of the field by the Bulldogs, returned across the 30-yard line for Northridge. High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales tonight on Kate 98.7, and they have seen offensively Heath getting it done, special teams getting it done, I guess we'll say the defense is getting it done. They haven't had to do a lot, but they have kept the Northridge running game in check and really check all the boxes. It's 27 nothing. The dogs lead it. Yeah, there's, like you said, there's just little things you can nitpick here for Heat. Just that fumble and that missed extra point. That's about it. Other than that, they've been playing perfect football. It's been really quite the opposite here for Northridge. Let's see if they can get something going here on offense. At their 31-yard line, here's a handoff to Brannigan. And that might be his best run of the night of about four yards. Yeah, Brannigan's been having a tough time running the football coming up that 102-yard game last week against Lakewood and their win there. I'm sure they were trying to do something similar game plan-wise here against Heath, but Heath was expecting it. And, yeah, I mean, if you're able to do that, you know, five yards per carry, that would have worked. Unfortunately, though, you're just down by 27 at this point. Second down and six from the 35. Chambers under center. High formation behind him. Nice to see a fullback every once in a while. (laughs) And here's the handoff to Grant again. And he will get stood up after about a two-yard pickup. So here we go again, about a third and three, third and four. Yeah, they're set up with a decent third down here, but you know, probably going to have to try to throw the football to try to pick this one up. And that's just, you know, the, the, the North, this Northridge team isn't really accustomed to throwing the football to pick up the majority of their yards. So that's just, it takes them outside of their comfort zone. And as a team as talented as Heath, you're already facing a big deficit. It's just a really big challenge to try to ask for you guys here tonight. Eight minutes and 48 seconds in the second quarter. Third down and three. From the 38, here comes the blitz. Chambers rolls to his right and I believe had just enough for the first down. As he did for their only first down of the night, he needed about three. And I think they're going to move the chains. Yeah, it looks like he got out of bounds right at that marker. Yeah, they'll move yeah, it. There you go. So three-yard pickup, first down, Northridge, their second of the evening. The Bulldogs have run eight plays. Eight. And they're up 27 to zip. That's a stat that just is amazing. Yeah, I mean, if they keep it up, they're going to end up scoring more points to run an offensive play. First and ten, Northridge at their 41-yard line. Chambers. Here comes the blitz. And he is hit way behind the line of scrimmage. 
Bulldogs are just timing everything right at the moment. That was a perfectly executed timing blitz right there by Connor Corbett. Yeah, and they know, you know, nine times out of ten, that first down play is going to be a run um, to some form or fashion, whether it be with uh, Brannigan or Chambers. So, you know, like I said, it, if you're feeling a blitz, if the if that's what the formation or that's how the Bulldogs are lining up to you, um, you're liking the look they give you for that blitz. We, we saw Norway do it. Uh, back in September, just try to burn them with the screenplay because that's when those screenplays work to their potential. That's when the Bulldogs bring pressure. Chambers rolls right, looking to throw, fires, and the catch made. I believe good pickup there, getting them into positive territory on third down to Riley Wheeler. That's his third catch of the night. About a five-yard pickup, and it'll be third and eight. Yeah, it's just kind of very similar play that we've seen him run all night. It's kind of just that drag route there to Wheeler. It's good for about five or six yards of pop, and that time it's able to make this a little bit more manageable here on third down. But, I mean, yeah, at this point, especially to where they're at on the field, if you are trying to still try to get, get back in this game, this is probably two down territory at this point for the Vikings. From their 43-yard line, third down and eight for Northridge. Chambers now will move to shotgun formation on this third down play. Here comes the blitz. He will roll right. Fires and off the hands of his intended receiver. And it'll bring fourth down. Ben Amott was the intended receiver, but it did go off his hands. So here we go on this punt. Yeah, it's... The way it's going, you got to suspect either this one's going for a touchdown or it's getting blocked or a big return here. So maybe just if you are if you are actually going to punt this one, or it's not a fake or anything, try to angle it out of bounds. Try to angle this one out of bounds. Here it comes, gets it away, and that was a good kick. And it will work to perfection, going out of bounds, close to the 20-yard line. So fifth time is the charm, I guess you could say at that point. And it was an excellent angled kick. No chance for a return. And they will put it, looks like, right at the 20. Yeah, good punt that time. Like you said, took a nice bounce. Angled it out of bounds. He didn't give McIntyre a chance to even field that one, which for for the rest of the way going forward, don't want to put the ball in that man's hands. But, yeah, this this one's already... Pretty out of hand here. It's, this is a must stop here for this Vikings defense if they want to hold out any hope to make a comeback. And Heath already picks up a yard. They moved it from the 20 to the 21, saying it went out of bounds there. So the Bulldogs will have it easily their worst position of the night. Here's Bayless, and the catch is made by McIntyre, and he will get very close to a first down. I think they'll have him out of bounds at the 30, so a nine yard pickup on first and 10. And for Heath here on offense, since you do have a big lead, I mean, you could try to, I know it's only the second quarter here, but up 27 already on a team that isn't really a particular big threat to score the football that much. You could try to just get some, uh, try out some things here on offense going forward through the rest of the season, you know, coming down the home stretch here. Trips to the near side, Corbett with Bayless. On second and one, Corbett will get the handoff and a nice move. 35-40, 45 midfield. Here he goes, 40, 35-30, and will be dragged down at the 20-yard line. That was actually Ja'Kai Royster who came in to spell Corbett, 
and a huge pickup all the way to the red zone of Northridge. Yeah, it doesn't matter who throwing the football, it seems like tonight for the Bulldogs, all those guys are getting nice holes up the middle and broke about two or three tackles that time, so nice job. A huge pickup, and this Northridge defense, they're just having a really tough time out there, and this is just... This game just kind of really snowballed out of control for this whole team. 50-yard pickup by Ja'Kai Royster. First and 10 Bulldogs at the 20. Bayless will roll right, looking, firing, and a catch made by Toomey inside the 10-yard line. And it'll be first, and we'll see if it'll be first and goal. Because that is a not a good spot. He definitely caught that inside the 10. They're going to mark it at the 10. Yeah, it looks like they'll move the chains for him. So they will call it first and goal. So even though they started deep in their own territory, it's only taken three plays for the Bulldogs to be knocking on the door at Northridge's 10-yard line, first and goal. Bayless to throw, fires, here's the catch made, getting to the 5-yard line and stretching to the goal line, but just getting short. See who the receiver was on the far side on that play. I believe it was Kevin Dunlap. There's a flag down, looks like. Holding against Heath. A wide receiver hold on that wide receiver screen. Dunlap was the receiver who caught that. So it'll be pushed back and make it a first and long now. First and goal long for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Well, a few mistakes they made tonight. Doesn't it looks like it get pushed back too much. Just about to the 13-yard line, which not sure how that makes sense. Because uh, it's so, a 10-yard penalty from the spot foul. So, are they saying that holding took place right where he was tackled? It must have been right at the three there. So, all right. We learn something every week, don't we? Yep. First and goal from the 13 for the Bulldogs. Up 27-0, looking for more with 6.35 remaining in this second quarter. Bayless fates the handoff. He's got pressure. Rolling for his life on the right side. Fires and slipping down at the goal line was McIntyre. So it'll fall incomplete. Second and goal from the 13. Yeah, nice job that time by that uh, Vikings defense. Looked like initially it was maybe been a keeper there for Bayless the way he was running with the football. But yeah, I was trying to find McIntyre in the end zone with that play action pass. Vikings weren't full. They played good coverage and applied some nice pressure on Bayless. So second down and goal for Heath. McIntyre comes in. See what the Bulldogs decide to do here. They will have two wideouts to both sides. Corbett in the backfield behind Bayless on the second and goal. McIntyre goes in motion. Bayless will keep it. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He sees Paydirt, and he will score. Bayless' second touchdown run of the night. Extends the lead to 33 to nothing. Yeah, Bay- Too easy. Yeah, it's just any he just reverse field and made it look like he's playing Madden out there. Really, I mean, just runs up the middle. Looked like a little bit of uh, that Vikings defense was closing that gap. Just reverse field and just kind of 
trotted into the end zone. And with that, he uh, ties Corbett now for most rushing touchdowns on the season. Both of them have 12. Here's Montgomery for the extra point. Snap down, and the kick is good. So 6.24 remains in this second quarter, and the Bulldogs lead it 34 to nothing. We talked about postseason aspirations. Northridge is 14th in Division 6, Region 23, heading into this ballgame. So if the season would end tonight, they would be in. But there's still a couple more games left to go. Now, the Bulldogs, they're in a very interesting position. They are 8th in Division 5, Region 19. So they're looking good. If they win out 8-2, and two, you figure they've got a pretty good shot, which they do. But the problem is they're playing Division 16 tonight in Northridge with two wins. Newark Catholic next week, Division 6, going into this evening's games with one win. And then Johnstown in week 10 here back at Swank Field. Three wins right now. They're trailing Utica this evening. They are in the same region as the Bulldogs, Division 5, Region 19. So not a lot of points up for grabs. So you don't think there's going to be a lot of movement for Heath moving forward. It does look like they have a decent uh, shot at getting a home game. But it probably means if they do win in round one, they'll be on the road in round two. So it's one of those, even with the expansion, Garrett, you're still not guaranteed that you're going to be at home for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's just a tough break for Heath, you know. We all knew the hype for this Bulldog team heading into this year. They're hoping to have a better season than last, which it looks like it will be, um, likely finishing 8-2. and two. But, yeah, I'm sure they were wanting to uh, host those first two opening playoff games. Um, here at home, but you know, just going back to those win uh, games against Norway and Granville, you know that Norway game felt really, really winnable. We did that game. Um, just you know, big mistakes, especially on third downs from that Bulldog team. But um, it comes, you know, you know, come the playoffs. It, what's more important, you know, maybe scheduling a lighter opponent that week or getting that experience, you know, against a very talented Norway team that's still undefeated. Um, just having that experience, you know, because you're going to be playing teams like that come the postseason. No question about it. Well, speaking of the postseason and scores, you've got the T100 High School Football Scoreboard Show tonight. They'll be talking league championships and aspirations of the playoffs and all that and more. Mark Bruce and Lee Waller, 9-11 to tonight on T100, the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Penalty on this first down from Northridge. think we'll have offsides against the Dogs, and we will. That last drive was six plays, 79 yards. And again, I'm not great in math, but that's about a little over 13 yards per play. And Bayless caps it off with a 13-yard touchdown run. Just amazing, the execution tonight in all three areas. Yeah. Yeah, they played flawlessly, essentially. Like I said, the only thing you really nitpick, I'd say, is that, that turnover on their second drive of the game. And here's Brannigan, his nice run up the field, up to about the 44-yard line. That'll be enough for a Northridge first down. Ten yards. Yeah, at this point for Northridge, it seems like it's going to be a very slim chance they come back in this game. Most points they scored uh, this year has been 29, so he's 34, exceeds that, but... 
you know, just try to get out of here and feel, get something to feel good about yourself with. You know, you can still try to run the football. Just try to put some points on the board here against this very good Heath uh, defense. First and 10, Northridge at the 43-yard line. And Dylan McIntyre is on the sidelines. He hobbled over to the bench. I have to keep an eye on that. Here's the handoff and hit behind the line of scrimmage that time. A loss back to about the 40-yard line. Ja'Kai Royster had a 50-yard touch or 50-yard run, excuse me, in that second quarter. Comes up and makes the tackle there. So again, a lot of the two-way players doing it tonight for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and they, this defense, you know, has, has played flawlessly here tonight. They knew the Vikings were going to come in and try to run the football. They're still trying to run the football. And really just aside from that uh, run a few plays ago, they haven't given up anything. Second down and 12 for Northridge. And here's the handoff to Brannigan along the left side. Carries a couple of tacklers with him up to the 45-yard line. We'll make it a third and a long eight. Yeah, that's been the main problem, too, for this Northridge team on offense tonight is when it does come to third down situations, they've been very, they've been third and long, third and five plus situations, which isn't ideal for a team set up like this. That's really, you know, their point of emphasis is running the football. They exceed in these short yardage situations when it is third and short, third and one, third and two. And this one, third and eight with four minutes, 50 seconds remaining, second quarter. Heath leading Northridge 34 to nothing. Chambers waiting for the snap. And he will go back to throw. It's a screen, and it's set up nice for Brannigan. Midfield, and will spin away to the Bulldog 45-yard line, and that's enough for a Viking first down. There you go. That's probably the best play that this uh, Vikings offense has run here tonight. Going with the screen, which I've been calling for all night. Fortunately, it might be a little too late for them, but that's just something to keep your eye on, too, I think, just for people that are playing Heath in the future and stuff, since they love to blitz, they love to play aggressive. Try to use that against them um, in forms of you know the best possible play you can run in uh, situations like that. And those wide receiver halfback screens. First and ten, first time that Northridge has been in Bulldog territory at the 45-yard line. Four minutes left in the second quarter. Chambers will keep it and almost right back to midfield. Looked like that was Leo Orr in on the play for the Bulldogs. And a loss of four. Yeah, it's tough to, you know, you pick up your best offensive play on the night and then immediately, you know, lose four yards on the next play. And that's just been the theme of the night, though, just whether it be a quarterback, keep with Chambers, it doesn't matter who's running the football for the Vikings tonight. It has been extremely difficult to pick up any positive yardage on this Bulldogs defense. And good news, Dylan McIntyre back in the ballgame for Heat, so he seems to be all right. Second and 14 from the dog 49-yard line for Northridge. Chambers to throw. He's got pressure. Fires over the middle. And the pass is intercepted by the Bulldogs. And on the return into Northridge territory at about the 43-42 yard line, intercepting that pass is Camden Stevens and a turnover by Northridge. And that one just sailed on Chambers. A little too much. 
on that one. Sailed over the head of his receiver and went for an interception. And just can't really blame him. You know, he's not used to throwing the football too much. And he's trying to force a play right there, trying to get a big play for your offense. And, you know, through the air since running the football has been uh, unaffected. So 304 remaining here. And, I mean, it's not even, I'd say, unrealistic to say that I think if Keith scores a touchdown here, this is probably the last we'll see from the starting unit. At the Viking 41-yard line, here comes Heath with trips to the far side, Bayless to throw. Now he goes backwards, here's Toomey at the 40, 35, 30, he turns it on, he's at the 20, he's at the 10, it's a house call for the Bulldogs. H-E-A-T-H, Heath is running it up, doing anything they want to right now, 40 to nothing, and another one-play drive. That's been the theme of the game. And once again, I mean, Heath, it is, it's night and day looking at this Heath offense compared to this Northridge offense. For Northridge, everything is earned. Everything looks hard, gritted out, every single yard. And then, you know, Heath gets the ball, one play, touchdown. I mean, it just looks so easy. It looks too easy for him. Here's a kick by Montgomery up. And good. That is the 14th play of the game for Heath. And they lead it 41 to nothing. Two minutes, 53 seconds to go in this second quarter. I don't know that I've really ever seen anything like this. Just complete domination. And just in a short amount of time, you might see scores like this, but it's seven play, eight play, ten play drives. Not with this offense. Yeah, I just looked it up. They're, for plays for points, each play Heath runs, they're averaging about three points per play. So, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, like you said, you, you see games maybe dominated in this way, but just not, um, just a short amount of time that it takes for Heath to score the football. Um, which is these one play drives, or whether it be a punt return uh, for a touchdown, but essentially every single possession besides that one. Um, two two possessions ago for Heath, though. They've been set up with great field position. They've been set up it basically in Northridge territory, which has also helped them out. So Heath leading it 41 to nothing. Two minutes, 53 seconds to go before halftime. High school football game of the week brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems tonight on Tate 98.7. Jimmy's leg might be getting as tired as when he just ran. Now he's kicking off. And he will have a short kick that will be fielded at the 20-yard line up across the 30. And got to be careful there, Connor. Getting somebody out of bounds. Looks like they will not call it to about the 32-yard line. Well, we thought this could happen, but we weren't, you know, 100% sure. Northridge was coming off the victory last week over Lakewood. They've had a very strong defense, as you've talked about, in a majority of their games. However, you look at this series, the Bulldogs have won four straight, scoring over 50 points the last three meetings. So I guess they're on track here. Yeah, they have that uh, secret recipe for scoring on the Northridge defense. and. They actually have scored the most points. This is the most points Northridge has given up all year. Previous was 36 to Granville, and it's still just the first half, which is insane. So, yeah, obviously Heath came in 
doing everything right. They must yeah, great week of practice and they're just hitting their stride. This is that Heath team I think that you know everybody was advertising all off season and they're seems like they're peaking right at the right time. Riley Wheeler with a two yard pickup, second down and eight. Right now, let's pause for station identification. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on WCLT, W254CT Newark, Kate 98.7. Two minutes to go in the second quarter here at Swank Field, Heath High School. Bulldogs on homecoming leading Northridge 41 to nothing. Second down and eight for the Vikings at their 35-yard line. Here's the handoff to Brannigan. And as has it's been all night, he is gang tackled after a very short pickup. Yeah, really tough half here for the Vikings as a whole. And you know, heading to the locker room probably. Most likely gonna be down 41. Um, you know, just try not to get too down on yourselves and just try to, you know, obviously not going to be able to come back in this one, but just try to come out in the second half, you know, fresh late and just say, all right, guys, let's just work on some things and just try to get back, you know, get ready for next week's game. Just try to do some things in the second half that they can feel good about themselves, you know, despite losing this game here tonight. Third and seven from the 36, Chambers. And it'll be a third down and 12 after a motion play on Northridge. Well, Coach Calhoun talked about changing the culture, and we had them on the Licking County locker room a couple of weeks ago, and you could tell from the players saying, it has changed. We know we're not where we need to be, but the numbers are up, and you know I think what we're going to see in the second half is their commitment to Coach Calhoun and what he's trying to get. Uh, we'll see what type of attitude they provide and, and how they are going to respond to probably, I think we could say it without any hesitation, their worst half of football that they have played under him so far this year. So we'll see how they respond as we come up on halftime with 52 seconds to go. And it's third and 12 from their 31. Chambers will roll right, and he will fire, and looks like a great shoestring catch. Made, yes, at the 48-yard line. Great catch. That was Drew Bainham who made the catch. And a huge pickup on third and 12. They get it up to their 48-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, well, I guess one bright spot has been just those couple throws and catches made in the passing game tonight for the Vikings. That's the second one that's looked pretty nice coming out of Chambers' hands. 42 seconds to go, first and 10 from the 48. Trips come to the near side for the Vikings on this first down play. And Chambers to throw, fires, catch made into Bulldog territory. Now it's dropped and incomplete. Looked like for the Bulldogs, Caden Green may have got his paw in there. Get that with the Bulldogs' paw, you yeah. like that? And knocked it away for the incomplete pass. <laughs> Got to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have been a nice catch right there, and I think maybe, yeah, just maybe looking upfield before he sort of looked that one all the way in, which kind of let, as you say, got his paw in there. Mm-hmm. He just grazed that one, so, yeah, another nice play by that Bulldog defense. 39 seconds to go, second down and 10. Vikings trying to get something right before the break here. Chambers to throw, looking over the middle, fires deep, and the pass incomplete. 
double coverage there, almost close to triple coverage, incomplete, and it's third down and ten. Yeah, it seems like they're just trying to take a couple deep shots here, see if they can get this one into the end zone before halftime, which is 33 seconds left, but third down coming up. I imagine you don't want to punt it again. Uh, so maybe just see him run out the, the majority of this one, head to the locker room. Each team does have their allotted three timeouts here. 33 ticks remain. Third and 10, Northridge at the 48. Chambers to throw. Plenty of time. Now here comes McIntyre, and he will force Chambers to scramble out, and he will go out of bounds at the 47-yard line. So McIntyre was just kind of waiting, waiting, and then just took off, and they're actually going to say, no, he did not get out of bounds. So we'll see if they just let the clock run out here as we're down to 10 seconds, and I think that's what they will do. Down to five seconds, and yes, that will conclude this first half. A dominating, very impressive performance on homecoming by the Heath Bulldogs as they took no time to score and then just kept scoring as they lead by a score of 41 to nothing over Northridge as we come to halftime here at Swank Field. We'll recap the first half after this timeout as you're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. The experienced heating and cooling professionals that meet any budget is just a phone call away. Your local Lennox dealer, Blue Cart Heating and Cooling, has been installing Lennox systems in Licking County for over 60 years. Installation professionals, Nate certified technicians, and Lennox Innovations make Blue Cart Heating and Cooling the wise choice. Call 740-344-5497 today. That's 740-344-5497. Lennox. Innovation never felt so good. With power and versatility, the Kubota M7 tractor is built for hay and forge work. Up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, easy-to-use controls, all-day comfort. And your choice of a 30 by 15 semi-power shift or Kubota variable transmission. And rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your hometown Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Lashley Tractor Sales in Zanesville or online at LashleyTractor.com. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate 98.7. Everyone's always on a time crunch. Whether you're pushing your team to the end zone to score or pushing to finish the construction job for the customer, so you don't have time to be on materials. Get the lighting and electrical supplies you need when you need them, even in job lot quantities. At Linden Lighting and Supply, 200 West Monroe Street in Zanesville. LindenLighting.com. Get what you need. Get it fast. Get back to work. Good luck to all area teams this year. At Licking Memorial Health Systems, our mission is to improve the health of the community. Our facilities utilize state-of-the-art technology that surpasses the standard for community hospitals to provide excellent health care for Licking County residents. Our health care technology features surgical robotics, advanced patient monitoring systems, cutting-edge imaging, and more to enhance patient outcomes, recovery, and safety. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Kate 98.7. 
Back to Swank Field, it's all Bulldogs leading Northridge by a score of 41 to nothing. The Vikings got the ball to start this ball game, went three and out, and he a fireworks started right then. A 62-yard punt return by Devin McIntyre. Point after was good. It was seven to nothing. Then, after an out-of-bound shank punt by Northridge. He's got the ball at the 28-5-yard line. Braden Bayless took it down to the 5, but then fumbled, and Northridge recovered at the 4-yard line. That was pretty much the highlight for the Vikings. Again, after getting one first down, they had to punt. The Bulldogs getting a 20-yard touchdown run by Connor Corbett on a one-play drive. That made it 14 to nothing. Then it looked like that McIntyre had another huge punt return of 72 yards, but a penalty was called, and it put the ball at the 31-yard line, and the Bulldogs just needed three plays to get a 20-yard run by Braden Bayless, and that made the score 20 to nothing as the extra point was blocked. Northridge, again, offense was not able to move the ball, and the Bulldogs had their worst field position of the night at the 21-yard line of their own, and it only took them three plays to go down the field one more time, a 15-yard touchdown pass from Connor, or from Braden Bayless to Connor Toomey. Extra point good, 27 to nothing. A block punt also set up another touchdown for the Bulldogs. 13-yard touchdown run by Braden Bayless made it 34 to nothing. And then in late in the second quarter, after an interception, a one-play drive, 41-yard touchdown. Again, Toomey the receptor and Bayless the thrower, 41-0 at halftime. Yeah, it's just been absolute domination by the Bulldogs. Any doubts that either of us had heading into this one about, you know, can they keep their foot on the gas? Can they be consistent? Those are answered here tonight um, against this Northridge team. Uh, hunting, obviously, huge in this one. Uh, the Vikings having very hard times getting hunts off and just not being set up with horrible field position. But, I mean, he's on all sides of the football has played basically flawlessly. Um, the only thing that you can nitpick is that turnover on the opening drive by Bayless, but that was after like a 20-yard pickup on the ground. Um, but Bayless, Corbett, McIntyre, all those, you know, the big three for Heath has played outstanding here tonight. The defense, too. Uh, Northridge, they love to run the football. Uh, Heath knew that, and they have stopped the run. Uh no one has been able to run the football tonight um, for the Vikings. They've tried to air it out, but you know they're not they're not uh, accustomed to throwing the football, and they're not really accustomed to being down multiple possessions in football games. So just a good job by Heath, you know, getting that early lead, building off that momentum, um, and just playing basically as perfect as a game that you can really play in the first half. I'm sure this is the uh, most pleased Coach Ward has been in the uh, first half here um, for the season. And you speak of Coach Ward, so what does he say at halftime? What does Coach Calhoun say at halftime? I mean, you know, I would like to think Coach Ward would just say, you know, we got to play fundamental football in yep. the second half. And that's pretty much all you need to say. Mm-hmm. And for Coach Calhoun, a young team that's really not experienced this from this year, what do you think he says to his group? Well, it's you cannot focus, you know, too much just on this one half of football. You know, obviously he's looking like a much better team here tonight, but you know, kind of what I was saying towards the end of that second quarter is that, all right, you know, 
we're probably not going to be a pull out the win against these guys here tonight. But let's just, you know, try to keep playing our game. Let's work on things, you know, against a very talented team. You know, this is great practice for them, I feel like, just heading into, you know, kind of home stretch of the season. They're still in playoff contention. The season isn't over, you know, just because you played one bad half of football. So, you know, kind of just flush this one down, um, try to come out positive and just, you know, see if you can put some points on the board here. Um, try to leave this place feeling um feeling good about some things that you did on the football field and you know too you know northridge they're two and five heading into this one they're already better than what they did last year at one and nine record so you just got to try to you know take away the positive take away whatever positives that you can here in the second half and just kind of you know shove that first half in your rear view mirror for at least tonight Again, the halftime score, Heath leads Northridge 41 to nothing. Our halftime continues with Skip Mozics tonight in high school football from the Ohio News Network. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. The best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in high school football is presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now, here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight in high school football's halftime reports. As you listen to your game tonight, I'm sure you can appreciate all the time your announcers have put into preparation to bring you your game. But how much more goes into getting ready for an Ohio State broadcast? We'll chat about that with the longtime voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, next on the Ohio News Network. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination. Delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Beck's, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. Is your job going places? Mine is, and I'm taking people with me. Hi, I'm Kim, a bus operator for Lincoln County Transit. We make a difference in people's lives, transporting them in and around Lincoln and surrounding counties. We have flexible schedules, competitive wages, and great health benefits. Join our team at Lincoln County Transit. No CDL required. Call 740-670-5150. 740-670-5150. Equal Opportunity Employer. Hi, this is Chris from KSEP Service Center. So at KSEPs, we pride ourselves on hiring the best of the best. We know it's a competitive job market, but we hold out until we can find the right people. We make sure that our people understand that service literally is our middle name, and it's important that we provide that service. So when you take your car to KSEPs, just know that you're going to be dealing with professionals. The technicians working on your car, they know what they're doing, and you can trust them. KSEPs Service Center, located in Johnstown, Granville, and online at k-seps.com. KSEPs, quality you can trust. 
listening to the high school football game of the week. Brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at heart. Said. Welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game broadcast. We're joined for a few minutes this evening by longtime play-by-play announcer for Ohio State football and basketball, Paul Keels, now in his 26th season of doing this at Ohio State. And, Paul, I know you've also caught some high school football and basketball state championships during your tenure in Columbus as well. Many people may not know how much time you actually spend getting ready and preparing for each week's broadcast. And I guess what's the most challenging part for you? Well, usually it's getting familiar with names, numbers, what players will be in one spot, but it's getting familiar with players that you're not familiar with. Most people have no idea how much work you do each week to prepare for a broadcast. What's your typical week like in regards to your prep? A lot of it starts even the week before. And as you see on my chart, I get mailing labels and I put down names, hometowns, classes, things like that. Then filling in stats from the previous year as the weeks go on, getting the current stats put in there, going through the game notes, and basically putting together so those who are in school maybe can relate to this, a giant cheat sheet, and putting notes that you may or may not use on it, using different colored ink, all of those things, trying to get information from people, whether it's the other team's announcers or sports information people. And then there's also our marathon pregame show, getting all of those sound bites and interviews and all of that stuff stacked together. How much time would you say it takes to put your charts and stuff together? Because it varies, and there's a lot of work, as you mentioned, that goes into it. I would say it could be anywhere to 10 to 15 hours and and that's just to put it down and then another you know six seven hours maybe even more going back over it again and the other thing i do is and as you know years ago i had the tragic incident of having a car broken into in my church stolen so i make copies of my church just in case something happens paul like many in your profession you bounced around earlier in your career when you took this gig back in 98 did you envision being here this long i did uh, because of having bounced around before <laughs> and a lot of us get to do too with you know finally coming back to your home state you know i'd left it spent seven years working in detroit had been in washington dc for a year and in 1988 when i came back to ohio for good to cincinnati that really was kind of you know you're always open to the possibility but i was so thrilled to get back into ohio after having been gone so long uh now i didn't envision leaving cincinnati to come to columbus but it's been one of the best things that has ever happened who did you enjoy listening to calling games when you were growing up and do you model what you do and how you do it the way others may have done radio play-by-play in the past? The second part, no. Now, earlier on I did, but, but kind of learned that, you know, when you try and do that, you end up sounding like a bad imitation of somebody else, and maybe not the person you're trying to mimic. Uh, I grew up listening to Jim McIntyre, who was the Reds' lead announcer in the mid-60s, who worked with Joe Nuxall. Loved listening to Jim McIntyre. Had a chance to meet him as a kid at Crossley Field. Dom Valentino, who did the Cincinnati Royals games when the NBA team was in Cincinnati. Phil Samp, the original Bengals announcer. And then, as kids and as a young person growing up in Cincinnati, we listened to Marv Holman do the Ohio State game. So those are the people that really influenced me a lot, just as a listening standpoint. You're so good at uh, so many different things. Uh, is there one sport that you prefer over the other, or does it just depend on what season it Skip, is? As you know, that's a question that I get asked a lot. What I really enjoy is the change, because by the time you get to November, you're ready for something a little different, to fall into basketball. Then after doing some basketball, when you get back to football, the occasional baseball romance, that gets to be nice, other than when you have to go to Bloomington in the middle of the night and have games <laughs> rained out. 
but um, but really having the change is what's really nice. Many may not realize that in addition to sports, you did news as well. One of my favorite stories was an exclusive you got following a tragedy down in Cincinnati in the early 80s. The Who concert where 11 people were trampled to death, basically, at Riverfront Coliseum. The morning after that happened, uh, my news director had sent myself and, uh, to the hotel, the old Stouffer's Hotel in downtown Cincinnati where the band was staying. And um, I, the, the way it happened was kind of crazy. I had worked at a hotel previous to my radio job, and one of the girls who was a housekeeper, I had run into her, and she hey, said, hey, the band stand up on such and such a floor. Went up, knocked on the door. Some manager type answered, say, hey, I'm here from such and such station. Try to see if we can get a comment from the band. He said, well, wait a minute. And then all of a sudden, Roger Daltrey came out and was able to ask him about four or five questions. And, and really, the most amazing thing, Skip, and I told you this, just to see how shaken he was about that tragedy. I can only imagine. The legendary voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Thanks. We'll look forward to hearing you tomorrow, Big Daddy. Uh, you got it, Skip. And we'll be back to wrap up the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football halftime report presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling next on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Kendra Walp from Shelby High School for her commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. Being able to compete with my teammates is great and just like the bond that we form. Like obviously I love the sport and playing it, but the people that I've met along the way is just great and it keeps me going. Kendra loves volleyball and her other activities as well. She plays softball, she's on the student council and the secretary for FFA. And they like to keep their community clean. We just spend a lot of time like picking up trash around our community. We have a lot of events where they need like people to haul the trash away, pick it up afterwards and stuff like that. So we do a lot of that. And she understands the importance of agriculture. I mean, obviously I understand that it's like it just supports our country. It's the base of our country and honestly a lot of countries around the world. So I think it's really important to me that I... It's like my role to keep it going, just to make sure that everything runs. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. The Energy Cooperative Operation Roundup Foundation has granted over $3.8 million into our community since 2006. Participating members round up their utility bills to the next dollar, creating funds for school books, playground equipment, community parks, animal rescue, scholarships, and more. The Operation Roundup Foundation Board of Directors say thank you for helping to improve our community. For more information on Operation Roundup grant applications, go to myenergycoop.com slash roundup. 60 years of getting the job done right. 60 years of satisfied customers at their homes and businesses. Houston Plumbing and Heating, your York professional contractor, is celebrating 60 years in business. Since 1963, our family has been keeping your family safe and comfortable. Call us at 740-763-3961, where for 60 years and counting, one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case ninety eight point seven. This is ONN. All right, thanks once again to Paul Keels for joining us tonight. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Vex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling from the Ohio News Network. 
Hi, this is Charlie Burwell from Church Street Floor Covering, and we're happy to welcome back all the high school football players to the field. At Church Street Floor Covering, we support all local athletes and wish them the best of luck this season. If you're looking for flooring that can stand up to whatever your home team throws at it, come see us at Church Street Floor Covering. We've been scoring big points with our customers for over 30 years. Church Street Floor Coverings, across from the Buckeye Valley YMCA. And don't forget to tell them, Charlie sent you. 60 years of getting the job done right. 60 years of satisfied customers at their homes and businesses. Houston Plumbing and Heating, your York professional contractor, is celebrating 60 years in business. Since 1963, our family has been keeping your family safe and comfortable. Call us at 740-763-3961, where for 60 years and counting, one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health System on Kate ninety eight point seven. No matter the season, there's always work to do. Husqvarna is always there to make the toughest jobs easier. Husqvarna has been the choice of professionals and homeowners alike for more than 332 years. Wright Brothers Power carries a full range of parts and accessories that add versatility, increase performance, and provide protection for your Husqvarna. For the full lineup of Husqvarna products and accessories, visit Wright Brothers Power at 625 West Church Street. Hi, this is Adam Reed with the Licking County Veteran Service Commission. Did you serve in the U.S. military? If so, please contact our office. We can provide information and assist you with filing for local, state, and federal veterans' benefits, including compensation, non-service-related disability pensions, surviving spouse benefits, health care enrollment, education, emergency financial assistance, and much more. Call 740-670-5430 to schedule an appointment. We are located at 935 Buckeye Avenue in Newark. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate 98.7. We are back in Heath High School, getting ready to start third quarter action in a bit. 41 nothing. The Bulldogs leading the Northridge Vikings. Some other scores of interest from around the area. Utica looking to respond after their loss to Heath last week on the road at Johnstown, who was currently 2-0 in LCL Cardinal play. Right now, we have the Redskins leading the Johnnies by a score of 17-8. to Newark Catholic on the road at Lakewood. That game right before halftime, 7-0 Green Wave leading the Lancers. Watkins Memorial, after that tough loss at home to Licking Valley last week, at their arch-rival Licking Heights, the Warriors seem to have put last week behind them. They lead 22 to nothing. Granville hosting Zanesville, and the Blue Aces, Looking to move it to 8-0 and on the season. Lead 27 to nothing at the break. And Licking Valley, a non-conference matchup at home at Randy Boffman Stadium. Trailing Lindsay. Trap game, yes, but Lindsay's also very good. Right now, Lindsay leads that second quarter 13-7. to And that's our game of the week next week at Granville. Walter J. Hodges Stadium, to be exact. Granville hosting Licking Valley in a huge LCL Buckeye matchup. So while Valley's trailing right now, they've been in a lot of close games this year, and they have found ways to win. So 
definitely not out of the question for them to come back, but should be a good one next week. Panthers and the Blue Aces with the pregame at 6.45 and the kickoff at 7 p.m. Also, just coming Monday from Ship Brothers Brewing, it's the Licking County Locker Room, and we'll feature the Utica Redskins this week. Coach Charlie Rally and quarterback Hayden Piper will be joining us, and look forward to that Monday evening at 6.30 here on Kate 98.7. So, I'm assuming the stats, here comes Captain Obvious, might be one-sided in this ballgame. Uh, I mean, looking at it, honestly, looking at it, you wouldn't think the score is 41 nothing. I think maybe more like 21 nothing. I mean, first down, this is going to shock you. All right. Northridge has five, Keith 11. So not too lopsided there. The rushing yards, this is probably the most lopsided category. 23 rushes for Northridge, 27 rushing yards. And for Heath, it's seven rushes, 115 yards. So a little bit of a little lopsided there. Um, Total yards, Northridge 81, Keith 195. so, I mean, look at the stats. Obviously, he's winning basically every single category here. Um, but based off the stats, I wouldn't say it would be 41 nothing. I think it's just the punts, like we were saying. It's the, they were set up with short fields. They're only having to go 30, 25 yards per drive, and that's why I guess their total yards isn't as high as what we were expecting. Well, I would think you have the 62-yard punt return. You had Bayless with a 20-yard return. And then the 72-yard one that was called back, it was the last 30 yards of that. So really, 60 plus 40 and 20, you're, you know, you're looking at 125 running, rounding up of just three punt returns there, plus an interception return, which was 35 yards. So, yeah, you throw in all the categories, and it's it's all Heath, as it shows on the scoreboard, 41 to nothing as we start the third quarter. And the Bulldogs will get the ball to start this third quarter as well. In Ohio high school football, rules up by 30 or more at the break does lead to a running clock in this second half, and that's what we will have here. We haven't talked too much about him, but Braden Bayless has had a very, very nice game at quarterback. Yeah, two rushing touchdowns. He's 5 for 7, 80 yards through the air. Hasn't, you know, had to do too much, but when called upon, I mean, he's been... Basically perfect here tonight. The only thing you can play now, which is the only flaw really as this whole team, is just that um, on the on their opening play, their opening possession on offense, um, he kind of got stripped as he was going down to the ground and turned it over. But other than that, it has been smooth sailing for the Bulldogs. Kickoff by Northridge is returned across the 30-yard line by Tyler Marks. So we'll see... If the Bulldogs' first screen offense does come out here to start this third quarter, and the ball will be at the 32-yard line. Yeah, I would have to assume one drive maybe here, if any, for those starters here on offense. Um, just becoming, I mean, there's no need to throw you guys out there and risk injury or anything like that. Um, don't need to run it up or anything. You got plenty of cushion here, so um, maybe one one possession and keep them loose, and that'll be it. And it looks like that will be the case. Bayless remains in at quarterback with Corbett behind him. I want to say Connors maybe only had three or four carries all night. He will get the screen pass right here. He's at the 30, 40, and gets out of bounds 
close to the first down. Yeah, I want to say you're right. I mean, I don't have it exactly, but seven uh, t- carries total as a team in that first half. And Bayless had at least two or three. So, yeah, and then, yeah, Corey probably only had about three or four carries. One of those, a touchdown yeah. of 20 yards. <laughs> well, he takes that screen pass for seven yards on first down up to the 39-yard line, second down and three for the Dogs. And he gets the fake handoff here as Bayless will keep it at the 40, 45 midfield. Stays on his feet, goes into Northridge territory, and will be out close to about the 45-yard line. And, yeah, this is where I just get nervous. Knowing what's ahead of you, you want to champ, you know, capture the league championship. And despite a newer Catholic team that is down this year, that's still going to be a very interesting matchup at Whitefield next week. So you want to be as healthy as you can be for that ball game. He does get the first down all the way to the 43-yard line. So, yeah, this, this has got to be it, mm-hmm. I would think, for he and Corbett and some others. So after a 16-yard pickup, Here's the handoff to Corbett, and he is hit behind the line of scrimmage and will go down. Good up-front pressure that time by the Vikings. Yeah, well, a few times the Vikings were able to hit the ball carrier in the backfield for no game. But I'm right there with you. If you... <laughs> I would be telling Bayless, you know, no need to, you know, lower your shoulder or fight for any extra yards or anything. If you are even going to run the football, I'd be saying do not be running the football at all. We do not need to risk anything here, you know, coming down these last final two games of the regular season and then, of course, heading into the playoffs, wanting to make a deep playoff run. you got to be healthy. Pass is completed to Kevin Dunlap for seven yards, and it'll bring up a third down and a long three. Actually about a five-yard pickup, make it third and five. So Josh Chestnut making the tackle there. Bayless and Toomey come in. See what they decide to do on this third down play with nine minutes to go in this third quarter. All Bulldogs, 41 to nothing over Northridge, looking for their sixth victory in eight contests and victory number four in a row. Bayless to throw on third down. Plenty of time. Fires deep, and he's got McIntyre. Nice catch. House call, Bulldogs. 37-yard touchdown pass. Easy pitch and catch. Yeah, Bayless, really good looking throw that time. Probably the best ball he threw tonight. Pump faked once, found McIntyre. Uh, it was pretty decent coverage, but a nice place ball that time from Bayless and just kind of just that cherry on top, you know, leaving no doubt there on the field, closing uh, the Knights, which will, we both assume will be the last possession we see from Bayless and most of those starters, um, but just leaving it on a good foot, you know, with the momentum. Montgomery's kick is up, and it is good. 48 nothing. Heath leads it with eight minutes to go third quarter. Back after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. <laughs> Hi folks, it's Andy Ritberger. There's nothing better than taking your tailgate party up a notch or two, and all it takes is one stop at the Ritberger North Market to get our brats, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, and pork tenderloin. I gotta tell you that what's on your grill can make or break your party, so come see us at the Ritberger North Market on Maple Avenue in Zanesville. And if you're in the Buckeye Lake area, check out our new store, the Ritberger Market at the Lake. 
60 years of getting the job done right. 60 years of satisfied customers at their homes and businesses. Houston Plumbing and Heating, your York professional contractor, is celebrating 60 years in business. Since 1963, our family has been keeping your family safe and comfortable. Call us at 740-763-3961, where for 60 years and counting, one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Kate ninety eight point seven. And the kickoff will trickle into the end zone for a touchback. So Northridge will start first and ten at their twenty. So a four play, as it's been all night, very short drives. Four plays, sixty eight yards, thirty seven yard touchdown pass. From Bayless to McIntyre, his third touchdown pass of the night, and it's 48 nothing. Heath leads it. High school football game of the week brought to you by KSEPS Auto Body and Service Center here on Kate 98.7. So Northridge gets the ball for the first time in this third quarter, and they will start at their 20-yard line, first and 10. Chambers remains at quarterback with Brannigan behind him on this first and ten as the clock starts back up. Under center is Chambers. And here's the handoff to Brannigan, and it's been like this all night, about a one- or two-yard pickup, but just too much penetration by that Heath defense not allowing him to get started. I think he's got one carry of 10 yards or more in this ballgame. Yeah, and that was that's the main reason why the Vikings have struggled so much in offense. They're a run-first team. They like running the football. They like holding on to the football for long periods of time. And It's just that plan's really blown up in their face here tonight. It continues to do so. It just seems like all those Heat defenders, you know, they're on the tip of their toes there at the line. They're just really you know, timing, you know, when the ball gets snapped perfectly. Second down and nine from the 21. Chambers, oh, hands off to Brannigan and just destroyed in the backfield by about four Bulldogs. They are just getting right there before he has a chance to see if there's any type of vision. And there isn't. No. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he uh, received the handoff, he got hit. So it's been... I mean, yeah, it's just slowly been building all night, but that has been the theme of the game. This Bulldogs defense, they knew they were going to be challenged tonight facing uh, this Vikings team running the football. They have answered that challenge, and then some. It has been, that running game has been uh, no no effect, no impact at all tonight. So you said there was 27 yards on 23 carries, so now we're at 25 and basically 25. Yep. Third and 12 from the 18, and here's a handoff and getting across the 20 to about the 22-yard line. I want to say that was yeah, Armand on the carry, wide receiver. They moved in there at the slot. Gets three yards, and it'll be a fourth down, which has been an adventure tonight. Punt return touchdown, punt return block, a shank out of bounds. So we'll see what Kincaid can do here on this fourth and seven from the 23. Five and a half minutes remaining 
third quarter. Here's the snap. Kick is away. And it will be fielded by McIntyre at the 48. Midfield 40. Here he goes. 30. Puts his head down inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. As soon as I saw that one go in McIntyre's hands, I was saying to myself, this is a mistake. Yeah, we just got to punt this one out of bounds. Obviously, you know, it doesn't matter too much. This game is basically decided, but, you know, just punt that one out of bounds or angled out of bounds. Um, just do not let him, or maybe the other returner back there, just do not let him field that football because, I mean, every time he's he's uh, returned a punt, it's beyond for at least feels like 20, 30 yards plus. Does this surprise you? Braden Bayless remains at quarterback. Yeah, up 48, five minutes to go on the third, it does, but, I mean, we'll see. Gets the handoff to Corbett, and Corbett is dragged down inside the 25-yard line to about the 24. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean... To me, it would make more sense if, say, that opening drive in the, in the third quarter, they went three and out or something. They just didn't look that good. But they looked really good. They drove down the field. They let threw a nice ball. They, you know, punched it in for six. I mean, you, there's not much. To me, there's not much more you can gain by playing your starters at this point in the game. The risk outweighing the reward. Yes. Here's Corbett up the middle. Love his burst, though. He just really attacks the hole, and he will get to the 15-yard line, about a yard shy of a first down. Now they mark it at the 16, so give him eight. So third and two at the 14. Four minutes remaining in this third quarter. Bulldogs trying to score over half a century for the fourth time in the last five meetings versus the Vikings. Leading 48 nothing. Here's Corbett right up the middle. No one there. It's another touchdown for the Bulldogs. His speed and power in effect right there. 16-yard touchdown run by Connor Corbett, his second of the night. Yep. Found a nice hole right up the middle. Offensive line did a great job off the snap there, giving him a nice hole. And Corbett took full advantage. And, I mean, now you'd think this is, that would be it. That would be the last play of the offense here tonight. Um, who knows? I don't know if there's some record or something maybe he's going for. but uh, Well, a couple of the coaches have left the Crows nest. <laughs> so that probably would be a sign yeah. that the starters are going to be out. Give it up for Montgomery tonight as well. He is almost perfect on all extra points. The one that was blocked really wasn't his fault as the guy came in from the side. He really couldn't give it up. So it's 55 nothing now. Heath leads it with three minutes and ten seconds to go in this third quarter. So the Bulldogs will move to 3-0 and in LCL Cardinal action. As we talked about, Newark Catholic next week at Whitefield. Then Johnstown at home week 10. The Johnnies also came into tonight unbeaten in late play. They are losing at halftime to Utica 17-8. to So if that would hold and the Bulldogs would beat Newark Catholic next week, then they automatically get a share of the league title. But you know they want it all to their lonesome. And playing obviously their best football. I mean, we did see them against Norway in week three. It was a... As much as this first half tonight was unbelievable, that first half against Norway was very disastrous. And they came out in the second half 
and outplayed Norway. And as you and I talked about earlier, Norway is still undefeated going into tonight, and nobody, I mean nobody, hasn't even been close to what the Bulldogs were able to do to them that night. So, you know, then they had the heartbreaker to Granville losing by eight points, but this team has righted the ship, and they are playing very well second half of the season. Kickoff to the 25, up to the 30-yard line. And you said it earlier in this game, the speed differential is really noticeable in this game. Yeah, it's clear that he just has some better athletes out there in the field, and that's what, you know, watching this team two years ago when they went on that run the second half of the season, you know, they beat New York Catholic, able to get to the third round of the playoffs. It's reminding me of what that team looked like, you know, um, athletes everywhere, offensively, defensively, and just the speed, and that's what they need to take advantage of because they are fa- they are faster. They're going to be faster than a lot of their team, a lot of the teams that they play against. So, um, you know, you may not always have the advantage on the offensive and defensive lines that you will tonight against Northridge, but speed, I feel like, is is going to be somewhat consistent. I, even against Norway, when we saw him, I feel like that he, you know, is, if they got their you know, Bayless scrambling. He did a lot on his own that game. But just getting the ball to your athletes in the open field, um, you can compete with pretty much anybody, I feel like. So they're going to play down the road here this year. Chambers' pass to Charlie Kincaid is complete for a nine-yard pickup to the 40-yard line. Second down and one. And maybe Northridge can find something with the passing attack in this ballgame tonight. Yeah, it's not the game plan that they wanted to do, but if you're able to mix in some pass, that's going to free up Brannigan down the road, obviously. Right, and too, when you go up against teams like this where you don't have the advantage in the trenches, you can't rely on the running game uh, as nearly as much as you want to, um, yeah, you're going to be forced to pass the football, whether that just be, you know, you know, downfield longer passes or just kind of those drag routes that we saw or just some, you know, dinks and dumps, but just trying to keep the defense honest. And I think that kind of was the game plan maybe coming into this one. We saw, um, you know, the play action early in this game, but just the punts, the punting uh, mistakes, and just the bad field position and just them being down by such a great amount so early just kind of turned everything on its head. No gain on the run by Chambers. We'll keep it at third and one. And Northridge will call a timeout with 38 seconds to go in this third quarter. 55 to nothing. Heath leads it. And we talked about Coach Calhoun coming back to Heath tonight, his alma mater. I want to talk a little bit about Coach Tim Ward in his seventh year and how he's turned things around a little bit. First two years, back-to-back four and six marks, and then eight and two, seven and two, ten and three, last year six and five, and again about ready to match last season's win total right now at six and two. So very consistent last five years for Coach Ward in getting the program where he wants it to be always competing for the LCL Cardinal and then making runs in the postseason. And uh, you've got to like the average of what he's been doing the last five years, 36 and 14. Yeah, uh, definitely taking this program in the right direction. Um, you know, we talked about that season. They had it two years ago, really, really nice run. And 
you know, trying to continue to build momentum off that great season. You know, last year, I think, a little bit of a downer, you know, um, because they had a lot of players coming back. Um, They thought they could carry some momentum, but didn't turn out the way they wanted to. And then this season, lots of hype coming in. They had a huge win against Looking Value, which that one's looking really good right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely destroyed them. What was it, 46-17? So, um, and then you kind of had the... uh, letdowns back-to-back weeks, but they're looking to be on the right track now. Third quarter in the books, 55 nothing. Heath Legion back with quarter number four after the break. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on K98.7. For every stage of a woman's life, Knox Community Hospital offers advanced, personalized women's health care. From 3D mammograms, cervical biopsies, and minimally invasive surgery, to treatments for infertility, bone loss, incontinence, endometriosis, and more. Our women's health specialists encourage you to share in decisions about your health and offer the one-on-one education you need to thrive. At Knox Community Hospital, we're elevating care. Stop into the toy store and upgrade your ride with epic savings on Polaris ATVs and side-by-sides. This is Jeff Ward, and now, through October 31st, you can save on select Polaris Razor, Ranger, Sportsman, and General models. With rebates up to $3,000 and financing options as low as 1.49% APR for qualified buyers. Explore the impressive Polaris lineup during our Upgrade Your Ride sales event at the toy store, Polaris. Think outside. Terms and conditions apply. Not all the qualified financing rates. See dealer for details. Driver must be at least 16 years old without a driver's license operator. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. Welcome back to Heat. Fourth quarter. Bulldogs leading Northridge by a score of 55 to nothing. Cameron Brannigan, the workhorse, remains that for the Vikings as he takes it to the Bulldog 42-yard line on a first and 10. Well, it looked like Newark was getting back into it with Central Crossing, but now Crossing leads it 27-14. to That game in the second half. And Licking Valley has rallied to take a 14-13 lead over Lindsay in the second half of that game as well. Again, a reminder, we have... Licking Valley and Granville in the LCL Buckeye next Friday night from Granville. Pre-game at 6.45, kickoff at 7 p.m. Ten and a half minutes remain in this one. Second and six for Northridge at the 41-yard line. Dylan Chambers is now out of the ball game, and coming in at quarterback is Braden Bingham, and he keeps it and gets out of bounds after getting a first down to the 31-yard line. Nice to run that time from Brigham. And uh, I think what this drive is all about here for the Vikings is just, let's put some points on the board to get a touchdown, to avoid the shutout. We're talking about you know things, to, some positives to take away from this game. This is a this would be a big positive for them, just to put some points on the board and try to avoid the shutout. I'm sure Heath is you know, trying to pitch a shutout themselves. First and ten, Northridge at the Bulldog 31-yard line, their deepest penetration in Heath territory tonight. Bainham with a long count here on this first and ten from the 31. And he will keep it and scrambles away and will be able to get back to the line of scrimmage. And that's all. And again, we talked about the consistency piece of Heath. It has shown up tonight, no question about it. Yeah, this is uh, 
This is the most complete game I've seen them play, no matter who's out there on the field, in a very long time. Um, this, may, this is probably the most complete game I've seen them play, you know, watching this team over the past uh, three seasons. So, I mean, definitely, you know, you don't want to peak too early in the season, right? Um, obviously, those those back-to-back losses against Norway and Granville sting. You know, you definitely felt like you're in a position that you could be 8-0 right now. Um, but you're playing your best football at the right time in the year, and you just need to try to continue to do that, you know, heading on to take Newark Catholic on next week. Tanner Patterson, a tackle for loss on Drew Bingham, will push it back to the 35-yard line. We mentioned those scores. Don't forget the T100 scoreboard show will follow us on T100. With Mark Bruce and Lee Waller, all the scores from the LCL, the MVL, the OCC, the ABC, anything you want to know. They'll have all the scores for you from around Central Ohio, North Central Ohio, South Central Ohio, and more. That's coming up on the T100 High School Football Scoreboard Show, 9 to 11. Third and 14 for the Vikings at the 35. Braden Bingham will keep it, looking to throw. Rolls to his right, and he goes down at about the 40, and he kind of slipped, which was probably a good idea because he was about to get plastered by Tanner Patterson. Yeah, he would have got leveled that time if he didn't slip. But unfortunately for the Vikings now, it looked like a promising drive, probably the most promising drive of the evening after that, I guess, sack. Um... We're going to send the punting unit, fingers crossed here, for the Vikings and get this one away. Well, McIntyre's not out there. <laughs> so that's a, that's a plus already for him. So you can maybe keep this one in play. Here's the punt. And that's a really good kick. We'll bounce at the five and take a sideways bounce and go out of bounds right there. 6.59 to go fourth quarter. 55 nothing. Heath leads it. Back after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. McGuire's Distinctive Trucks has been your trusted truck accessories supplier for years. And now they've got Patriot Spray and Liner, the newest technology for your truck bed. Get wear, tear, and corrosion protection with the best spray in bed liners, backed by Patriot's nationwide warranty. McGuire's Distinctive Trucks installers will ensure a uniform application that will protect your truck from everything you throw at it. Plus, it looks great, and it can be installed quickly. Patriot Liners and McGuire's Distinctive Trucks in Carroll, your truck partner. Hi, this is Chris from KSEP Service Center. So at KSEPs, we pride ourselves on hiring the best of the best. We know it's a competitive job market, but we hold out until we can find the right people. We make sure that our people understand that service literally is our middle name, and it's important that we provide that service. So when you take your car to KSEPs, just know that you're going to be dealing with professionals, the technicians working on your car. They know what they're doing, and you can trust them. KSEPs Service Center, located in Johnstown, Granville, and online at k-seps.com. KSEPs, quality you can trust. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case 98.7. Braden Gibson is the new quarterback in for Heath and almost got Northridge a score as he was back in the end zone and barely got out. They will mark it at the two-yard line, closer to the one, and it'll be third and long here for the Bulldogs with Six minutes remaining in this fourth quarter, up 55 to nothing. 
Well, that safety may be the score the Vikings are looking for here. I go go cover zero right here. Send everybody. <laughs> try to see if you can get that safety here. You know, you just like to see, I think, Norther try to get on the board here tonight after just having such a horrendous evening. They will look to throw, and the pass falls incomplete. So it'll be fourth down and the first time tonight that Heath will set up in punt formation. So Braden Bayless will come back out as he is the punter for Heath with five minutes and 25 seconds left. So here's the opportunity for Northridge yep. after the defense forces a three and out to see if they can break this shutout against the Bulldogs. And Bayless will be standing all the way back at the end of the end zone. And two, maybe just a little bit of practice here for the punting unit if they are facing these situations, you know, in the future this season. I want to try to always, you know, practice getting off that punt quick, especially for Bayless. He waits for the snap. Here it comes and gets it away. And it's a good punt that will take a Heath bounce and go all the way to the 48-yard line. So, great punt that time by Bayless. Yeah, the only thing that they haven't done tonight, they end up doing just as good as you can possibly do right there. Backed up, Bayless. Uh, right 52 back yards, yeah. right? Yeah, 52 yards. That is, They were lined up at their own, too. He was backed up on his own end zone. Got it away quick and a nice bounce, too. So, Northridge still... Has a little bit of time here to see if they can break this shutout. So he accounts for five touchdowns tonight. Now has a 52-yard <laughs> average as a punter. Not a bad night. Well, first and ten Vikings at their own 48-yard line. Braden Bingham remains at quarterback and fires a wide receiver screen and will take it into Heath territory to the 45-yard line. Riley Wheeler, who's had a busy night catching footballs. I believe that's about his seventh catch as we're at four minutes to go. Yeah, Wheeler's probably been the best offensive player tonight here for the Vikings. Um, made several catches, ran some nice routes, but yeah, just... Nothing consistent coming out of this Northridge offense tonight to sustain a, a long drive that they're used to getting. Second and three from the Heath 45-yard line. Benham will roll right. Fires, and the catch made by Charlie Kincaid. He'll take it to the 35-yard line. And I'll tell you, the homecoming crowd has stayed around. They have not left. They're enjoying this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not too often you blow out somebody 55 nothing, you know. Um, especially just in the manner, manner that they did it, you know. This was the majority of this damage was done in the first half, and you know that there is hype, there is belief. I think that in this Heath team here, from these fans, from these students, from everybody, that they have the potential, you know, to go and have a deep run in the postseason. First and 10, Northridge at the Bulldog 35, and catch made and getting, again, very close to a first down. I think you got enough for a first down. Yeah, they're just kind of uh, chipping away at that. Heath's defense kind of just taking what they're giving them. Heath, lots of cushion so far here on this drive, just trying to limit that big play as this one's 
coming to a close here. I'm sure Northridge would like to get out of here with a touchdown. They'll say he was inches short of a first down, second and one. And Benham, he will look to keep it and roll right, and he will get the first down. Then the ball's on the ground. Fumble, and the Bulldogs recover. So Bingham had had enough for the first down, but it was popped away. Turnover on the football, and Heath will have it and just will be able to run it out. Let's pause for station identification. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on WCLT. W254CT Newark. Kate 98.7. Brian Mays, Garrett Wandel from Swank Field, Heath High School, 55 nothing. Heath leading Northridge under two minutes to go in this fourth quarter. The Bulldogs getting their second turnover of the night, an interception in the first half, and now the fumble recovery deep in their territory. And the handoff will lose quite a bit of yards on that first down, but we're at one minute and 40 seconds to go. It probably... You just take a pair of knees here and coach the way to a 55 to nothing victory and basically probably the most complete game that you've played so far here for Heath and from top to bottom and for Northridge you know it's this is this one's going to hurt you know and obviously you know you cannot pay just too much attention on just one football game to sum up your entire year but just you know going to take a look at this game and I mean so to us the punting really set them up deep obviously you know who knows if they would have won this game but if just their punting unit was able to execute a little bit differently tonight this one may have been at least closer on the scoreboard under a minute to go now as it's third down for Heath again we'll move to six and two on the season, 3-0 in LCL Cardinal, and Watkins, excuse me, Northridge, will fall to 2-6 and 1-2 and and in league play. This probably will be the final play of this ballgame, as we're down to 20 seconds. And Gibson will roll out. He's got a lot of pressure fires, and the catch is made shy of the 20, and that should do it. As we're at three seconds, and it will. So the Bulldogs victorious big time on homecoming, sending their fans away smiling ear to ear with a shutout victory over Northridge by a final of 55 to nothing. We'll recap this one after a timeout. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. Coaches often explain a loss by saying their players failed to protect the quarterback. What is that? <laughs> Protecting your assets is important in life as it is in football. I'm Brett Boyer from Boyer Insurance, and our team is here to provide the coverage for your life's fumbles. So if your zone gets flooded or an employee injures their backfield, you can recover. Stay on the ball with the help of our team at Boyer Insurance in Zanesville and Coshocton and online at BoyerINS.com. Hi there, it's Haley from Mike's Terrific, and we're having a vinyl siding sale. Get the best price of the year now. 
Call me at 740-763-2867, and I'll send out my Uncle Nicky to give you a free estimate. Then I'll send my dad and my brother over to complete the job. We use Provia's Siding bought locally at MRB. You don't want to miss out. The vinyl siding sale, I'll be waiting for your call. 740-763-2867. And don't forget, we do roofs too. Text Mike'sRoofing.net. Really, Dad? You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. Trillium Farms, one of the country's leading egg producers, located near Johnstown, is hiring. If you're looking for a flexible, friendly, team-oriented work environment, they want you on their team. Hiring maintenance technicians, shippers, production, and processing workers. They offer some of the highest earnings in the industry, a very competitive benefits package, and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. View current openings or apply online at versova.com. B-E-R-S-O-V-A.com. Trillion Farms is an equal opportunity employer. The versatile Kubota B-Series is a do-it-all tractor. Run powerful attachments that can be easily switched out. It features a hydrostatic transmission and is simple to maintain. The Kubota B-Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Visit Lashley Tractor Sales in Sainsville or online at LashleyTractor.com. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate ninety eight point seven. Your college experience should be built just for you, supporting everything you value most. That's why Ohio University delivers the high-quality education we're known for right here on our Zanesville campus. Whether you're a full-time student or working full-time, Ohio's affordable, flexible degrees are always in demand in our community and can take you anywhere. Earn a degree in your own backyard on your own terms and move your career and your community forever forward. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Zanesville. Licking Memorial Health Systems' mission to improve the health of the community extends above and beyond providing quality health care services to Licking County residents. We value service and philanthropy and support local organizations that uplift and strengthen the entire community. LMHS is committed to supporting community benefits in arts and culture, housing and economic improvement, youth activities, social service organizations, higher education, and community service. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Kate 98.7. Back here at Heath High School, the Bulldogs victorious tonight by a final of 55 to nothing. And you're saying, well, they must have dominated from start to finish. They did, but you really got to think the first play for them to have the opportunity to score might have been the difference, and that wasn't on offense. It was on special teams after the defense forced a three and out. A 62-yard punt return by Dylan McIntyre. Untouched, extra point good, 7-0. And really after that, Northridge just could never recover from that, especially with special teams. They had a shanked punt. They also had a blocked punt. Another huge return by McIntyre set up the Bulldogs deep in Northridge territory. And Braden Bayless doing what Braden Bayless does, throwing the ball, running the ball, he had three touchdown passes, two to Connor Toomey. Also, Connor Corbett with a touch, couple of touchdown runs, and Bayless with runs of his own. And really, a an overwhelming and very strong performance by the Bulldogs tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, from that 
uh, first punt return for a touchdown. They didn't look back. And it's it, for Northridge, this is a team that is designed to play from behind. They love running the football. They weren't able to do that tonight. Um, Heath, we were, we were saying it all game long. They did not let up. We That was our question marks heading into this one. We, we both assumed that Heath was going to win this game comfortably. But, you know, were they able to, you know, keep their foot on the gas for the full four quarters um, and play a complete game? Because, you know, at times over the past couple seasons, we've seen just some inconsistency out of this team, um, you know, when plays opponents like Northridge. But today they left no doubt out there on the field. Northridge was completely overwhelmed, both on offense, on defense, and on special teams. Um, the star players came and showed up today for Heath with McIntyre, Bayless, and Corbett. They all did their parts. And, I mean, really, yeah, after that first half, there wasn't really much to do in the second. They just came out. They had two offensive uh, drives in that uh, third quarter. They were able to score in both. And, I mean, there really isn't anything to nitpick, obviously, penalties and just maybe that one turnover for Heath. But other than that, they played great. And then Northridge. This is this one's gonna hurt, you know. You, losing 55 nothing is not gonna feel good, but you know they're still in playoff contention. They still have two more games left. They have two winnable games left, so they just need to, you know, take what they can from this game, learn from this game, but don't focus too much on the negatives. You can't let one game define your entire season. It was 20 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, 41 nothing at halftime, and then as Garrett alluded to. A couple more touchdowns added on by the Bulldogs in the third quarter for the 55 to nothing victory. And the defense would not let the Vikings' rushing game get started. Just constant pressure and hitting Brannigan and Chambers and whoever else wanted to take on the Bulldogs' defense. They were hitting them right at the line of the scrimmage eight out of ten times. Yeah, the whole, yeah. Northridge... Their game plan was going to be, you know, run the ball mostly on those first and second down plays to set up the third and shorts. They were running it on first and second down, but it would be set up, you know, third and eight, third and nine, these third and long, so they'd be forcing into passing situations. This team, you know, isn't really built to, you know, pick up those big chunk plays. And Heath, when they did blitz tonight, they did it at the right moments. Yep. Um, we see, we saw Burnham earlier in the season, but I think, you know, they kind of, now realize you need to pick and choose your moments when you blitz. You can still be an aggressive team that likes to blitz, but can't just mindlessly blitz every single play. So they did a good job of that. You know, shut out on defense. And, yeah, we'll see. You know, they got Newark Catholic next week, which should be a good game. Both those teams not fans of each other. So, um, yeah, Heath, if they, they just need to try to have another performance like this one and carry this right into the postseason. We'll wrap this one up after our final timeout as you've been listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. Carpenters Market in Somerset, proud supporter of all area high school football teams, invites you to stop in and stock up on all the meat, deli, and dairy items you need. They're open seven days a week and have the best selection of local produce and local beef. While you're in the store, be sure to check out their weekly specials. You'll save real money on their discounted meat boxes. They're the ideal place to stock up for the colder weather to come. Look for Carpenter's Market on Facebook and at 103 South Columbus Street in Somerset.
Hi, this is Chris from KSEPS Service Center. So at KSEPS, we pride ourselves on hiring the best of the best. We know it's a competitive job market, but we hold out until we can find the right people. We make sure that our people understand that service literally is our middle name, and it's important that we provide that service. So when you take your car to KSEPS, just know that you're going to be dealing with professionals. The technicians working on your car, they know what they're doing, and you can trust them. KSEPS Service Center, located in Johnstown, Granville, and online at k-seps.com. KSEPS, quality you can trust. You're listening to the high school football game of the week. Brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. And a reminder, we'll have the Looking County Locker Room show for you this coming Monday from Ship Brothers Brewing at 6.30. And our featured high school will be the Utica Redskins, who will be joining us Monday night, hopefully UTAN as well. And then next Friday night should be a good one at Granville with the Blue Aces Taking on the Licking Valley Panthers. Pre-game at 6.45, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Thanks to our engineer and producer, Kenny Beck, as always. Thank you, Kenny. For Darrell Wando, this is Brian Mays. Again, your final from Heath. The Heath Bulldogs, 55. The Northridge Vikings, nothing. Have your great rest of your Friday and weekend, everybody. You've been listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. This is the last year I'm cleaning out these gutters. Sheila sees this ladder balanced on top of the trash cans, and I'll never hear the end of Uh-oh. Skip the gutters and head straight to the ER. Not bad ER. ER as an equipment rental. Weekend Warrior Equipment Rental. They've got everything you need to do your next job safely. Weekend Warrior Equipment Rental. State Route 13, Thornville. Hi there, it's Haley from Mike's Terrific, and we're having a vinyl siding sale. Get the best price of the year now. Call me at 740-763-2867, and I'll send out my Uncle Nicky to give you a free estimate. Then I'll send my dad and my brother over to complete the job. We use Provia Siding bought locally at MRV. You don't want to miss out. The vinyl siding sale, I'll be waiting for your call. 740-763-2867. And don't forget, we do roofs too. Text Mike'sRoofing.net. Really, Dad? You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case 98.7. Do you come home to find your trash thrown all over the ground, driveway, or yard? Or are you just tired of paying too much just to get rid of your trash? Call Shackleford's disposal today. Offering a weekly residential trash service at honest and fair pricing. Shackleford's also offers commercial and dumpster services for your weekend and construction projects. So call Shackleford's Disposal at 740-366-0001, where you get the real deal. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of our tractor lineup, rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Lashley Tractor Sales in Sainsville or online at LashleyTractor.com. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things. 
like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Visit Hummel's Newark office right off the downtown square or online at HummelGRP.com. The experienced heating and cooling professionals that meet any budget is just a phone call away. Your local Lennox dealer, Lucart Heating and Cooling, has been installing Lennox systems in Licking County for over 60 years. Installation professionals, Nate certified technicians, and Lennox Innovations make Lucart Heating and Cooling the wise choice. Call 740-344-5497 today. That's 740-344-5497. Lennox. Innovation never felt so good. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate 98.7. Hi, this is Charlie Burwell from Church Street Floor Covering. And we're happy to welcome back all the high school football players to the field. At Church Street Floor Covering, we support all local athletes and wish them the best of luck this season. If you're looking for flooring that can stand up to whatever your home team throws at it, come see us at Church Street Floor Covering. We've been scoring big points with our customers for over 30 years. Church Street Floor Coverings, across from the Buckeye Valley YMCA. And don't forget to tell them, Charlie sent you. Is your job going places? Mine is, and I'm taking people with me. Hi, I'm Kim, a bus operator for Lincoln County Transit. We make a difference in people's lives, transporting them in and around Lincoln and surrounding counties. We have flexible schedules, competitive wages, and great health benefits. Join our team at Lincoln County Transit. No CDL required. Call 740-670-5150. 740-670-5150. Equal Opportunity Employer. Everyone's always on the time crunch. Whether you're pushing your team to the end zone to score or pushing to finish the construction shop for the customer so you don't have time to be materials. Get the lighting and electrical supplies you need when you need them, even in job lot quantities. At Linden Lighting and Supply, 200 West Monroe Street in Zanesville. LindenLighting.com. Get what you need. Get it fast. Get back to work. Good luck to all area teams this year. For every stage of a woman's life, Knox Community Hospital offers advanced, personalized women's health care. From 3D mammograms, cervical biopsies, and minimally invasive surgery, to treatments for infertility, bone loss, incontinence, endometriosis, and more. Our women's health specialists encourage you to share in decisions about your health and offer the one-on-one education you need to thrive. At Knox Community Hospital, we're elevating care. No matter the season, there's always work to do. Husqvarna is always there to make the toughest jobs easier. Husqvarna has been the choice of professionals and homeowners alike for more than 332 years. Wright Brothers Power carries a full range of parts and accessories that add versatility, increase performance, and provide protection for your Husqvarna. For the full lineup of Husqvarna products and accessories, visit Wright Brothers Power at 625 West Church Street. The Energy Cooperative Operation Roundup Foundation has granted over $3.8 million into our community since 2006. Participating members round up their utility bills to the next dollar, creating funds for school books, playground equipment, community parks, animal rescue, scholarships, and more. The Operation Roundup Foundation Board of Directors say thank you for helping to improve our community. For more information on Operation Roundup grant applications, go to myenergycoop.com roundup. 
Stop into the toy store and upgrade your ride with epic savings on Polaris ATVs and side-by-sides. This is Jeff Ward, and now, through October 31st, you can save on select Polaris Razor, Ranger, Sportsman, and General models. With rebates up to $3,000 and financing options as low as 1.49% APR for qualified buyers. Explore the impressive Polaris lineup during our Upgrade Your Ride sales event at the toy store, Polaris. Think outside. Terms and conditions apply. Not all the qualified financing rates. See dealer for details. Driver must be at least 16 years old and valid driver's license operate. Hi, this is April with the Lincoln County Veterans Service Office. Are you or someone you know who served in the armed forces homeless or in danger of becoming homeless? Please contact the Licking County Veterans Service Office. We are connected with programs designed to assist homeless veterans and their families. Contact the Licking County Veterans Service Office at 670-5430. Again, that's 670-5430. We are located at 935 Buckeye Avenue in Newark. At Lincoln Memorial Health Systems, our mission is to improve the health of the community. Our facilities utilize state-of-the-art technology that surpasses the standard for community hospitals to provide excellent health care for Lincoln County residents. Our health care technology features surgical robotics, advanced patient monitoring systems, cutting-edge imaging, and more to enhance patient outcomes, recovery, and safety. This has been an official WCLP sports presentation on Cape 98.7. You've been listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. Tonight's game was brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Licking Memorial Health Systems, KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center, Lashley Tractor Sales, and Mike's Roofing.